Are you doing your draft show today, Neil? Yes. Okay, good. Oh, Got more draft conversation you know with Neil Rogers coming up. You're right, Defoe. For once in your life, you're right, sweetheart. It's a strange Why thing, isn't it? It's about time. Yeah. Uh, you know, lose some weight. Okay, I will. Thanks. QM Sports Time is 10 o'clock. This is Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale. So, like I said, uh, the. Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 5670560 toll free for Dayton Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Mornings will never be the Starting this Monday, 560 WQAM presents Tanner in the Morning. Tanner in the Morning. What? Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. only on 560 WQAM. Why are you airing sh like this? Big person to Dr. Jack. Sick person to Dr. Jack. Plug in your machine, cause there's no turning back. Sick person to Dr. Jack. I've got no digestive tract, <laughs> and my hose is dead, I'm no good in the rack. <laughs> Another sick person to Dr. Jack, I'm Okay. Got a joint all rolled and hooked to my roads clear. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's too late for him because uh, poor Dr. Jack, he's going to jail. 10 to 15 years. And You know what they should have, or 10 to 25. What they should have done was given him a medal. That's what the judge should have done, that bitch. She should have said, I'm going to present you with an award. Here, here's a medal. Hang it around your neck for having the courage to stand up to this crap. But, of course, no, we got to put him in jail because he broke the law. That's the American fucking way. Right, that's right. He broke the law. He assisted people who wanted to die, who were, like, in tremendous pain and suffering, saying, I'm dying over here. He helped them to end the pain. And, therefore, 10 to 25, because the judge, this bitch, well, I'm going to show you. You flaunted it. You had the audacity to go on TV and say all of these things. And I'm going to stick your old decaying ass in jail where nobody can help you croak. 
The word is that he's going to go on a hunger strike. Isn't that what he was saying? He's going to go on, you know. Huh? How are you going to tell? Exactly, in his case. My favorite part of the story, though, is the, the members of this is kind of like a Monty Python thing, you know. Members of the anti-Kevorkian disability rights group, not dead yet. <laughs> they shouldn't be up there in Michigan. They should be here in Florida. We need them down here <laughs> for about half of the population and about 70% of the population in Broward. Not dead yet. We're close, but we're not dead yet. Boy, I'm getting better. Yeah, don't uh, don't be too sure. Members of the uh, group uh, Not Dead Yet who say he targets vulnerable people related with the sentencing yesterday. They cheered, cried, and embraced outside the courtroom, singing and chanting, Ding dong, Jack is gone, and get to jail, Jack, and don't you come back. Get to jail, Jack. I kind of like that. Oh, there's a Volker Bryant thought for you right there. Huh? He could put that to music easy. Get to jail, Jack, and don't you come back. Yeah. Meanwhile, while the Not Dead Yet people were jumping up and down in glee, the Hemlock Society, the Right to Die activists, decried the imprisonment of their most outspoken champion. His intentions and goals were not vicious or malicious. He was doing what he thought was a help to somebody, said Shaw Livermore, Hemlock of Michigan president. Hemlock Society, they've been around a long time. Back in the old days when we used to do those boring interviews on talk shows, there was always somebody from the Hemlock Society on, like at least once a week. And, of course, again, like I said, in Florida, this is a perfect place for it. The not-dead-yet crowd, we need them. Oh! Not dead yet, but getting closer by the second. Got the city link in front of me, by the way, the annual uh, best of. We already did the New Times about a month ago, and now we have the city link. That should kill some good time today, especially Susan Berardi's choice. Now, what does she do over there? She, This is one of the staff members who also yes. make their picks? Yes. What does she do? She writes. Writes what? Crap about French Canadians? That'll teach yeah. you, Susan. My favorite thing in the whole thing, and boy, this station, they licked our ass. In fact, we all have sore rectum today just because of the ass licking from the CityLink, which we thanked them for profusely, by the way, even though the reader's choice was unctuous at best. We'll get to that. Well, I guess you must have voted on that. You like Castronova. I do. Yeah. About as much as you like Jeff Rimmer. No, I like Castronova much, much more. Oh, okay. Well, like I said. But my favorite one of the whole deal, oh, and I, I have to temper the thing about Pizza Love because he gets too much free publicity anyway, Jeff. And, yes, they did pick him as the best pizza in, uh, where is it, in southwest Broward between 595 and Griffin Road on the west side, on the east side, whatever side. No, seriously, they got a category here for best pizzas. I mean, I guess they must have a lot of people advertising in the city link in this rag. They got best pizza in Fort Lauderdale, Louie Louie. Best for Hollywood Southeast Broward, Capone's Flicker Life. Best for Southwest Broward, Pizza Loft. Best in West Broward, La Torretta. A best place for pizza in Northwest Broward, Pizza Time. Best place on your block, Rosa and Pasquale's in Northeast. I mean, uh, you know. So as much as we love Ponytail, and we're delighted for him that he got the uh, recognition there by CityLink, I wouldn't uh, get too excited about it. In fact, were there any pizza places that didn't get best of within the two-block radius? No. No. But my favorite of all the uh, food reviews in here is, because I agree wholeheartedly, best place for steak, expensive in Broward, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Oh! Yeah. I could just move in there, you know. I love that place. I'm just obsessed with Ruth's Chris. In fact, I'm going there this weekend. Instead of going out, this is a tough choice. Instead of going to the Panther game on Saturday against Tampa Bay Saturday night, 
which, of course, is a good excuse not to be able to take somebody who he'll be working, one of your favorite people that night. He'll be televising the game, one of your very favorite people in the world. I told him yesterday, I said, oh, we're going to Ruth Chris Saturday, but oh, I forgot, you can't go. You're doing that stupid hockey game. Can't go. Ah, oh, damn it. Well, we're still going anyway to Ruth's Chris. It says, if you enjoy corn-fed Midwestern USDA prime beef, you're going to pay dearly for it at Ruth's Chris. That much is certain. And since high-end steakhouses offer only a la carte menus, you'll pay for appetizers, salads, potatoes, and vegetables, not to mention dessert. Who eats dessert, you guys? Steaks are broiled at 1,800 degrees and served with butter on heated plates for that extra sizzle and supplementary dose of cholesterol, it says, which whoever wrote this doesn't understand the whole cholesterol thing, which I'll get to. The petite filet is the least expensive at $21.95. T-bone costs $29.95. Porterhouse for two will set you back 58 bucks. And it goes on. Uh, yeah. It says, good, yes, expensive, yes. Uh, worth it, you decide. Yeah, it's worth it. And then some. Even if you're paying yourself. And if somebody else is paying, or if they're picking up the tab, oh! then it's really well worth it. By the way, getting back to those advantage bars, I'll get to that in a second. I apologize profusely. If anybody went out and bought those yesterday... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll never say that again. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna really go nuts on those things today. At the at the great expense, at the great risk of uh, pissing off my good friend Dr. Bob Atkins, your Advantage bars blow. Okay, they blow. They suck. Get them off the market before other people uh, wind up na- nauseous with high blood sugar of 200. By the way, but I'll get into that. Got a lot of good uh, crap for you today. Of course, the draft, that's the big topic. My favorite call of the morning, the guy, that guy, John, that called Defoe and was ripping him in the ass. I enjoyed that part of it. But then he gets into this thing, oh, you don't understand, Defoe. What you don't want to understand, most people care about the draft. And I went, yeah. about the He's talking about the NFL draft, not about drafting, you know, kids to send to Yugoslavia. Your mornings will never be the same. Starting this Monday on 560 WQAM, it's the Morning Mayor, Herb Oscar Anderson. Hello again, here's my best to you. Are you guys all gray? I'm a fair blue. Wake up to Herb Oscar Anderson, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Only on 560 WQAM. Clean up, clean up the brown things in your underwear. Clean up, clean up, put on another pair. Clean up, clean up the cum stains right here on your sheet. Clean up, clean up whenever you eat your meat. Clean up, clean up, try some douche, it works the best. Clean up, clean up whenever you Okay, that's the 560 WQM. Let's take a quick poll here on this, okay? Quick uh, instant poll, screenless, don't answer them. 5670560, oh, our poll question, do you care about the NFL draft? And part two, should we do another hockey show with Rimmer? Now, why are you making a face like that? I think you might be surprised at the outcome of this poll, huh? No. You care about the draft, and you want to hear another hockey show with the voice of the Panthers, Jeff Rimmer, and all those people that we used to have on, which George just, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah. So they got to do the poll? Yeah. You care about the draft? Okay. Couldn't even get the words out. Okay. You're hired. Put him on the weekends. WQAM. No way, baby. I have a life. I guess that was on both. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. On both. WQAM. 
Hello. Yes, Paul? sir. Yes, the draft is for idiots and keep Rimmer off the air. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. See, I, and I'm not going to say that you put me up to this. Well, you didn't. It was my own idea. WQAM. In the words of Buffalo Bill, no. I'm both? Thank you. I guess you meant no. And no. WQAM. Hey, George. Yes? O'Neill. Yes, O'Neill. Hey. Neil O'Neill. Mike. My God, you know, I remember the IOD days when they would pretty much shut the damn radio station down just to do a live draft coverage. Remember that fiasco? Yes, I do. You know, I, I do not ever want to hear, see, or smell the draft again. Okay, and Rimmer? So you, you, Rimmer? Hey, he does a good job. What can I say? Well, should we do a hockey show? You know what? I hate to say it, but I'm, even though I love to hear you talk about it, I'm kind of sick of hockey myself. Okay, you know? thank you. Okay, I guess, I guess that was a... No. Okay. Come on, does anybody want to hear a hockey show with Rimmer? No. Huh? WQAM. No draft. Don't don't care about the draft. Yes. And no rimmer, but Don Cherry, yes. Okay. Okay. Sound like sour grapes to me. WQAM. No. No way. Not another word. Okay. What are they trying to say? No. Oh, okay. 5670560, pound 560 on mobile one line. We're taking an instant pull. Do you care about the NFL draft? Do you want to hear any more about Do you have a life or do you care about the draft? See, in spite of what that John asshole said to a depot this morning, most of us care about No, the sports nerds, they care about the draft. Those are the only people that give a flying fart about the draft, okay? But a hockey show with Rimmer? WQAM. No and hell no. Okay, thank you. <laughs> WQAM. No, no, Nanette. Okay, I think they're a little hostile about the second part of this question. You know what? I think they're a little bit uh, psychotic about it. When I think back to those shows. WQAM. Elliot. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I'm looking forward to listening to the draft. I'm not going to be in front of my TV set, but I will be listening. Yes. And uh, no to Rimmer. Okay, thank you. So there's a lady who does care about the draft, but still don't want to hear Rimmer. <laughs> So the draft is leading Rimmer by one. That's, I mean, that's a shot, you know? That's unbelievable. I'd be uh, depressed hearing that. WQAM? Uh, yes, Neil. Yes, No sir. squared. No squared. Okay, thank you. wonder what Peter Marshall would say about that. WQAM? Uh, hell no to the draft, and I'll take Rimmer and Peter Bondra as God. Okay. WQAM? The draft blows, and so does Rimmer. Oh! <laughs> what are they trying to say, huh? No. Is that what they're trying to say? WQAM? Yes, no. Yes, no? Yes, no. In that order? Right. Okay, thank you. That was good. He said... Yes, no. Good. Good job, sir. WQAM? No, and no more rim jobs. Okay. WQAM? Uh, no, and a yes. Yes? Yes. Uh, Mike Rimmer. Maybe he'll talk about Satan. This is Rimmer. Is this Rimmer? This, this, I'm not Rimmer. Yeah, this is Rimmer. You're not fooling me. not Rimmer. Rimmer. Okay. Not I'll talk to you later, Rimmer. That was him doing a voice, wasn't it? Or was that? It was either Don Johnson or Rimmer. I'll tell you that right now. WQAM. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Oh, speaking to Neil? Speaking. Oh, no, and bring back Tony for hockey. Bring back who? Sonny. Boy, when, when, I mean, that's a shot, you know? 
when they said they'd rather have a dead man doing the games? WQAM. Hi. Hello, yes. Hi, I'm still here. Yes, okay. I'm calling you about the poll. Yes, do you uh, care about the NFL draft? Hell no. And you want to hear a hockey show with Jeff I Rimmer? would rather hear Joey Reynolds than I'd rather hear Rimmer. And you'd rather be dead than hear Joey Reynolds, right? No, I love Joey. Okay, Joey's coming. You. Joey's starting Monday morning, as a matter of fact. All right. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so she doesn't want to hear Rimmer with a hockey show. She wants to hear Joey Reynolds. <laughs> oh, man. That's unbelievable. You know why Joey's coming back? I have my nose up Neil's ass. That's the answer, right. WQAM. Hi there. Yes, ma'am. Okay, the last time I cared about a draft, it was one that was blowing up my skirt. This sounds like the nun, the ex nun. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh-huh, I should have known. Um, no hockey either. Uh, you can talk about hockey. Yeah, but no rumor. No rumor. Okay. Bye. God bless you. Even the ex nun don't want to hear him. How do you like that? I don't want to make him feel bad, but I mean, he was giving me a bunch of crap yesterday. So uh, paranoid and psychotic. Oh, you're ripping me. Well, the seats were bad. Remember, they were terrible seats. They were a million miles away. You know. And I have no problem that I could see you hamming it up up there in the press box for my benefit. I have no problem with that. I don't mind seeing the press box. I don't really care about that, the Foster Hewitt Memorial Gondola. I just wanted to see the game, which if I would have had good seats, I could have seen the game. And I would have probably been within, you know, see, the problem in my section was, and the reason I finally figured out, the reason the people were so comatose, they're so far away, they couldn't really see what was going on anyway. So they just figured, well, we'll eat some food and schmooze and uh, walk back and forth and pass our credit cards up and down and a few loonies and toonies, and that's it, because we can't see what's going on out there. We're too far away. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. No, and I'd rather hear Alice Rantel. Okay. Okay, so we got Joey Reynolds and Alice Rantel so far over a uh, rumor on hockey. WQAM. Mepikakuru. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Rectum. <laughs> oh, God, they're good. WQAM. Yeah, uh, yeah, to the draft. And uh, I don't know who Rimmer is, but I'm rather intrigued in how he got his name. And bring back Mike Ranieri. Okay, okay. Ranieri's going to be starting Monday, by the way. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. I say yes to Rim job and no to Rimmer. <laughs> one a year is another one. That's that's all they care about, man. Rectum. Kulo. Kulo and Dinga. Those are the only two words you need to know. We'll give you a driver's license, a little beat up old brown Toyota. You're ready to rock and roll, baby. WQAM. Yes, no. Okay, thank you. WQAM. Anyone who listens to the draft, get a fucking life. Okay. Didn't stick around for the other answer, I guess. WQAM. Yes, uh, Nordland uh, draft. Uh, yes, I think uh, good show would be. Okay, thank you, Ken. Ken Block. WQAM. Hello. In the native tongue of Alexi Yashin, yet to the draft and yet to Rimmer. Okay. Spasiba. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, let uh, Rimmer do a show on uh, the NFL draft so keep away from hockey. Okay, good. Now there's an idea. That's good. Kill two turds with one stone. I like that. That's not bad. WQAM. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I would say dodge the draft and no rimming allowed on your shelf. Okay, thank you. WQAM. Hey, Neil, those seats weren't that bad and you couldn't beat the price. Yeah. Yes for Rimmer. Okay, there you go. That was Rimmer again. That's two, two times he's called in trying to disguise his voice. 
WQAM. Yes and yes. Rimmer in a show with Dino. Well, now with Dino. Yeah. How about Rimmer with a show with Bino? <laughs> Dino's not feeling good. How about Bino Cook? Get out of here. See, even the one, they can't even do it with a straight face. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Dolphins are going to pick Kate McNown, but heck no to Rimmer. Yeah, okay. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, he no must Rimmer. WQAM. Yeah, screw Rimmer. Bring back little Tommy Denenberg if he can drive. WQAM. Why? <laughs> That's what George always used to ask. When we got when I got sucked into doing those hockey shows. Why? And the whole audience would be calling up during during the entire. Uh, it was always around lunchtime too. You notice, not that there was anybody sucking around for a free lunch, but the whole audience would be calling up screaming, screaming. Oh, look at that! That won't work anymore. What is that all about? Why? Is he doing this? They used to get a little psychotic. That's what you say. Now, I have no way of knowing that. I think that's just because you've got your what? We're doing screen But they're not hysterical. Because he's not on. Yeah. So, in other words, you're saying if we did that hockey show and he was in here? saying Wait, I, I told you, do a hockey show and do no, a screen No, I will not. List. I'm not going to do no hockey show. And do screen list and, let, and hear the people psychotic, hysterical, screaming and screaming. Going, why is he doing this? What is he doing? Has he lost his mind? Yes. You'll wear the dump button out. In an hour. Really? Okay. Okay, that's enough uh, kill at pole. Okay, that was. I think we finally got the message. Most of these people didn't give a crap about the draft because we don't have the real sports nerds, most of them. We have some sports fans, but we don't have the real sports nerds like they have on certain other shows on this estacion. And uh, the rumor thing was virtually unanimous, no. except the two times he called in trying to disguise his voice. I mean, how would a guy have, how would anybody in the audience have known if the seats were good or bad unless they were there? And there was nobody in this audience there except me and Rimmer. They sucked. The seats were. I mean, you know, I'm not holding a grudge about that. You know, if those hockey shows were great, I would overlook the fact that he got me really crappy garbage seats a million miles away from where everything was going on, even after I bought him a great lunch at uh, the, the, that uh, great deli, whatever the hell the name of it is, in downtown Toronto. What's the name of it? The uh, what's the name of the goddamn place I go uh, on? The Flower Factory. I don't know. <laughs> the lollipop. Uh, oh oh my God, my mind is turning to Jello just from the no, the uh, notion. The powder keg or something. No, like you've that. heard me tell the pickle barrel. There Jesus. it is. Something oh, like that. Powder keg was close. Your mornings will never be the same on Vibe Sixty WQAM. Starting this Monday, it's the return of those two wacky guys in the morning, Herman and McBee. All right. 6 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday, only on 560 WQAM. It puts the lotion in the basket. It mixes it all up. It puts the lotion in the basket. It puts them both together. It puts the lotion in the basket. When the eyeball falls out, it puts the lotion in the basket. Then it has to hold it down. It puts the lotion in the basket. It's what I have to get. It puts the lotion in the basket. I need to rub it on my brain. It puts the lotion in the basket. I have to dry clean my skin suit. It puts the lotion... In the basket. I said, Doctor! I switch my TV in my legs. I say, Doctor! I like to dance around his waist. Mommy! 
I'm the last quiet today. I said, Mommy, I want to look more like a wolf. My name is Buffalo Bill. It right. puts the lotion in the basket. It makes it more my skin. Yeah. It puts the lotion in the basket. I hold my pee-pee in. It puts the lotion in the basket. How much does it grow? It puts the lotion in the basket. I've got my skin suit nipple necklace. Okay, we got somebody a little bit hysterical this morning. I apologize profusely. We threw somebody way off his feed. Enough of the faxes already, okay? You're killing our paper, pal. He says uh, on the football draft, and no infinity on Rimmer. It says, if I hear Rimmer on the Neil Rogers show again, I will unplug my radio and throw it away and never listen again. With 72 exclamation points, I counted them. And then it goes on. We've got uh, seven pages so far. That's enough. We get the point, pal. Let's say, no Rimmer. No. Rimmer. No. Rimmer. He says, about those hockey shows you did with Rimmer? They stunk. Yeah, that's what he says. No. Rimmer. No. Rimmer. Over and over. Page after page. Obviously, this poor bastard is like we've put him right to the edge. Don't do it, pal. Dr. Jack is behind bars. Don't do it. Oh, God. And tell Jeff to stop calling, by the way. Yeah, stop calling us, Jeff, okay? And this is a true story. He's calling in saying uh, everybody else is saying no. And what does that mean? We can sell it when he's on. Implying that you don't like, like where we spot. have a shortage of spots on this show. Is that what he's saying? Uh, a shortage of spots. Now, I know we can't sell it as good as that Sunday night show he's doing with JD there. That the uh, Sunday night suck fest they're doing. But uh, what can I tell you? Anyway, getting back to important stuff. I'll get to the City Link thing in a little while. And your good friend Susan Berardi, by the way. Hey Susan, Bafangula, sweetheart. I'll get to that. But at any rate, first let's start with this Dr. Atkins Advantage Bar, shall we? <laughs> Which I left here yesterday, ready to puke my guts out. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened to me yesterday. I have no, I have no concrete evidence other than what happened to me. I can share my own personal experience. No, it wasn't another in the pants. It wasn't that. Even worse. I went home. Now the only thing you were witness. I had no breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. I had no lunch. I had the two Atkins Advantage bars yesterday, which tasted like crap. To be polite. To be complimentary. Crap would be an upgrade, okay? To make a long story short, they stunk. They were horrible. And I looked on the uh, labels, there were the ingredients, and it gives you that propaganda. And I hope that Bob Lincoln is listening right now, and maybe even Dr. Bob, and anybody else out there who's peddling. See, the Atkins diet, I believe, and even though I'm not losing an ounce, I still weigh exactly the same on my scale today. I'm stuck there. I'm going nowhere. But at any rate, I believe in the diet, but what I'm going to tell you, talk about marketing swill. These are, and we had one guy yesterday calling in pretending that it was probably Rimmer, pretending that he likes these. There's nobody would taste that bad, okay, because anybody ever had any of these would immediately say, They stunk. The worst. Your dog, your parakeet wouldn't touch this with its pecker, okay? So I looked on the label, and here's this crap about total carbs, only two grams. So even though it tastes like garbage, at least it's filling. I mean, it, oh, it makes you nauseous. And it goes on about, well, with the asterisks, glycerin, a product of um, triglyceride, fat breakdown, has been omitted from the total carbohydrate contents as it only converts to a negligible amount of glucose in the body. Well, guess what, Dr. Bob? <laughs> had two of these bars, a little bit of a turd, that peanut butter one. That's all I had. I go home. My blood sugar when I left the house yesterday was 74, which is great. Oh! Go on, Neil. When I got home yesterday, 3 o'clock, blood sugar of 200. Oh! 
boy. Now I got news for you. I take my blood sugar in the morning when I get up, and then in the afternoon when I get home every day before I go to bed at night, three times a day. Two hundred, which can only mean, since these were the only things I consumed in my big fat puss yesterday, that whatever it says on here about we being really low in carbs, et cetera, and so on, is a pile of what it tastes like. Crap. So please, I'm begging the people at my public store there out by the sawgrass, don't get these in stock. Please don't do it, because then some schleppers are going to come in there and say, see these on uh, display somewhere. Oh, those are the advantage bars we heard Neil Rogers talking about, who may have heard only the beginning of yesterday's show. You know what I'm saying? They may have only heard part of it. I don't want to be responsible for anybody eating this swill. Yeah, so let me just suggest this. Forget about sweet, okay? Forget about candy. Forget about sweets. Forget about whipped cream. Forget about jello. Just get off that crap, okay? In fact, I went to Publix last night, and in the over by the deli uh, area, you know, where you get the stuff fresh, I didn't feel like taking a number. Well, there were a couple of numbers in there. At any rate, bag boys. But seriously, so I, they have a, a whole thing now, a new deal in my Publix, where they have all these fresh sliced stuff that's packaged, you know, but it's their own brands and everything. And I and I was very careful. I got stuff only that has zero carbs. The stuff that says less than one, well, that's fine. But maybe it's like three quarters of a gram for every slice of cheese or meat or whatever you're eating. And by the time you add it all up, you got a lot of carbohydrates there. So I get the cheeses and the meats that say zero. Like they had some really great corned beef, good stuff, zero. And they had uh, some other like uh, pork uh, roll or something. Man, I haven't had pork in my mouth in days like that. Maybe a couple days. And then uh, some cheeses that had zero carbs. Good stuff. So if you want a snack, eat that stuff. Forget about sweet. Forget about all of these things, okay? Because if you're going to... And another thing, now this peanut butter one I noticed doesn't have the G-H-E-E. Can somebody tell me how to pronounce that right? You don't know. It's either ghee or G, as in G. Um, they stunk. Right. But one of the bars, maybe it was the uh, first one I had yesterday, and we don't have the labels anymore because they're long gone. It had G in it. G-H-E-E. And I, I saw that, and it dawned on me that I just read one of these books, which I'm going to get to in a minute, The Heart Revolution, by Dr. Kilmer McCulley, who writes about homocysteine and homo, uh, a lot of homo stuff, and about um, G, and how it's really bad for you. And it will clog your arteries, and you'll be going, Oy! a clog, after you eat it. And that's in there. So evidently, Dr. Bob, you should do a little bit better homework on the stuff that they're peddling in your name because it is really, it tastes like, it feels like, it uh, makes your blood sugar go up like, and it's got, some of them have G in it, which is also a bunch of, not good, not good stuff, sweetheart. Just here to try to tell it like it is, okay, to protect you from yourself, to protect us from ourselves as we desperately search for the beautiful, perfect body and for health. Mornings will never be the same on 560 WQAM. Starting this Monday, it's the Big Kahuna. Roby Young, from 6 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday, only on 560 WQAM. Ladies, have you always wanted large breasts, but were afraid of leaks from silicone implants? Well, worry no more. Introducing new Chia Bra. That's right. The same technology that made the popular Chia Pet can now be used to enhance your bust line. Just spread on the seed, water your boobs daily, and they'll grow, grow, grow. Don't be a pancake patty. Be a missile Melissa with new Chia Bra. 
Call before midnight tonight. 1-800-BIG-8487. That's 1-800-BIG-8487. You'll figure it out. Shia Bra. I got a better one than that. You gave me a great marketing idea for um, a lot of people in this town, especially the draft next. A Chia Life. Yeah, in the shape of anything you want, you know. And you just, uh, it's got the little uh, things there on your And you just keep watering it. And a life sprouts up right out of nowhere, huh? Oh, my God, look at that. Oh! I got a life. A Chia Life. For the draft picks, for the draft holes. Hey, you think the uh, Bears can get a quarterback in the first round? <laughs> oh, man, this is the time of the year it brings out the real desperados, man, the people with no, not even a semblance of a life, you know? So anyway, about those hockey shows. They stunk. Okay, let's get back to this book, The Heart Revolution by Kilmer McCulley, MD, which I mentioned uh, last week about homocysteine. Leave it to a homo to know about homocysteine, which I'm waiting for that test result, by the way. Hey, Dr. Mark called me yesterday. He was in a lot better frame of mind than he was the day before. <laughs> and gave me some of my results, uh, which uh, were pretty good. Cholesterol is still a little bit high, though. Got to work on that cholesterol. Now that I'm off that HCT, that might just do it, you know, because that gooses your cholesterol up there. My triglycerides, though, dropped from 112 to 94. How do you like that? Oh! Just three weeks. At any rate, you don't want to hear about that. However, speaking of all this panic about cholesterol... And uh, Dr. McCulley in the book tells you about all this. Uh, what I've been telling you for two years now, this low-fat revolution is a bunch of bull crap because uh, it, you know, it's just uh, processed garbage is what it is, processed crap, loaded with cholesterol, by the way. But he says only cholesterol that contains extra oxygen atoms, oxy, and by the way, that's ghee, which I'll get to in a minute. Oxycholesterol is harmful to artery, ar arteries. Oxycholesterols are created when certain foods are processed. Let's take the classic example of eggs. The low cholesterol advocates have us believing that eggs are evil. We know that egg yolks contain cholesterol, which is used to make the cells and tissues of the developing chick. In fresh eggs, the cholesterol is protected from the oxygen of air by the eggshell and antioxidants in the yolk. Eating fresh eggs doesn't damage arteries because the cholesterol is pure. But when the egg yolks are spray-dried in the process of making powdered eggs, oxycholesterol is formed. Spray-dried eggs are everywhere. They're used in many packaged foods like cookies, crackers, and other commercially prepared baked goods because they're easier to handle than fresh eggs. What's worth, worse, the ingredients label just lists them as eggs so you can't even tell if they're in the foods you're eating. The same goes for powdered milk, which also contains oxycholesterols, the bad ones. This type of cholesterol is highly damaging to arteries and has been proven to cause arteriosclerotic plaques. It's not only prepared baked goods that contain oxycholesterol. Fast food restaurants are a haven for these deadly fats. Yes. Typically, these places fry a lot of their food. When chicken, for instance, is fried in cooking oil, some of its cholesterol converts to oxycholesterol. If the cooking oil is not discarded after each use, oxycholesterols begin to build up in the oil, and any food cooked in it, for example, French fries, which they put mayonnaise on, by the way, in Amsterdam, becomes liberally laced with oxycholesterol. Do you think most fast food, uh, food restaurants change the oil in their fryers after each use? No. If you must eat in fast food restaurants, avoid the fried foods altogether, he says. Now getting back to this ghee stuff. He says the cholesterol in the cream of whole milk also becomes contaminated by oxycholesterol. Milk is sprayed dried to make powdered milk. Butter, since it contains cholesterol, is susceptible to formation of oxycholesterols. If butter is heated for prolonged periods, 24 to 48 hours, the oxygen in the surrounding air begins to react to the cholesterol in butter to produce oxycholesterol, the bad stuff. Ghee, the heated butter used in Indian cooking, is a classic example. 
In the 1987 study of Indian immigrants living in London, an increased risk of heart disease was observed. This was traced to their consumption of ghee, G-H-E-E. The oxycholesterol of ghee evidently was causing accelerated arteriosclerosis and coronary heart disease at an early age. The oxycholesterol we eat in powdered eggs, fried foods, heated butter, and powdered milk is more is likely to damage arteries and cause heart disease. On the other hand, if you eat fresh eggs, butter, milk, or food sautéed in olive oil, your arteries will not be harmed. For all the non-believers reading this, I'll say it again. Oxycholesterol is the only kind of cholesterol that can cause artery damage, he says. Therefore, if you're on a low-cholesterol diet trying to reduce your heart disease, what matters is that you restrict your oxycholesterol intake. But you know what happens on a low-cholesterol diet. Typically, people give up ice cream and eat low-fat cookies instead. A low-cholesterol diet is often filled with highly processed, low-fat crackers and low-fat desserts that actually contain more damaging oxycholesterol and fewer nutrients than a diet containing fat. Essentially, this is a prime example of why the low-fat, low-cholesterol diet doesn't work in reducing heart disease. In fact, it increases your chances of getting the disease, Oy. says Dr. McCulley. How do you like that? So ghee, which is in this product that we were eating here yesterday, which is supposed to be a product that's uh, so good for you. And one of the reasons, by the way, it tastes so bad, if you look on the ingredients, it's got all these vitamins. That's why it has that kind of like medicinal, awful, nasty, stale taste to it. See, I can take my vitamins, and I do, a lot of them, in a pill. And so can anybody else. In fact, the doctor is always recommending, Dr. Atkins, all these things. He's got that mega vitamin nutrient, that new book is, all this stuff that he wants you to take. Fine, but don't put it in a goddamn uh, food bar. Huh? I mean, when I have my great steak at Roots Chris, do I want them to put a whole bunch of vitamin E and pantothenic acid and, and stick that in the steak while they're cooking it? No. I don't think so. I'd rather hear a hockey show first before I do that, and I would rather die than do another one of those awful hockey shows. They stunk. Oh, they were bad. We were just reminiscing about how every time we get into that stuff during the hockey season time of the year, the trend would come out and it would be in the crapper. Ratings would take a dive. In fact, that would be another good instant poll right now. All the people, the veterans of this show who used to listen to IOD when we did those hockey shows, since we've never done one here, have we? Have we done one here? No. Oh, thank God. I finally wised up. Well, it was that time I had off, chance to clear my brain out, you know. Or maybe it was a chance in the in the Eaton Center Sunday I cleared my brains out a little bit, came to my senses. So if there's any people out there that turned it off and got upset when Rimmer was on on IOD and turned the station off, let's do a couple of minutes of that and find out. I could be wrong. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one. I'll get them. Don't. Why are you? Why are you doing that? That's bad. This is another one of our Sorry. instant instant polls. You saw the tremendous reaction we had to that. I mean, I don't want to be the dead horse, but I'm just I'm wondering if what you're saying is an exaggeration. If people actually turned this show off, if it was detrimental to this show, when we did that those shows in IOD, we want to hear about it because obviously it's uh, my livelihood. I can't afford to hurt the show just to give somebody else's ego a big boost and a free lunch. WQAM. I like the hockey shows. See? See, there you go. That's him again. That was not him. Everybody that calls now, you think it was him. He keeps calling. He called <laughs> off the air. You're psychotic. Everybody everybody who calls today, you're going to say that was Rimmer. You're starting to get like Stan Major. Only the ones that are him. You're worse than Stan Major now. WQAM. Hello. Speak to me. He can't do it again because you're on to him. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. I love the hockey shows. That's See, there you go. WQAM, that wasn't him. QAM. Yeah, hi, Neil. I listen to you no matter what guest you had on, even Boy Gary or whatever. Okay, thank you. 
See, I think I think you've been leading me down the garden path just because you have this you have this conflict. I don't know what it is with the two of you guys. You have to have that free lunch that he's supposed to buy for you one day with dinner. dinner. Oh, by the way, that's our poll question today, the serious one. Which will George get first? Which of these two will he get first? The $200 that Greg Reed owes him for about five months now for being the employee of the month several months ago for about the last 18 months, or the free dinner that Rimmer was going to give him for dubbing a bunch of stuff on a cassette for him a couple of years ago. Which is George going to get first, the free meal from Rimmer or the $200 from Greg Reed or neither of the above? Or will he live long enough to see either one of them? No. WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, well, one more time. Um, no to the draft. No, no, we already we already did that. Get out of here. See, he's still doing the last question. WQAM. Hockey blow. WQAM. QAM, hello. They can't respond. Can you respond to the question? It was a very specific question. I don't want these Johnny come lately. I want our veteran audience out there. I want the Neelys out there. Did they turn those shows off when Jeff Rimmer was on? We were talking about Mike Lang and uh, Don Cherry, all those great hockey shows that George resented because he's not into, into, into it. You know what I'm saying? They stunk. WQAM. Uh, yeah, I, I like the hockey show. <laughs> WQAM. I agree with you. Those shows are pretty good. Okay, thanks. WQAM? He stunk. WQAM? Hey, Rimmer, why don't you go back to broadcast school, you hockey bastard? <laughs> WQAM? Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I would say on the poll, no and no, neither, and Naples is an armpit. Okay. Oh, yeah, the guy from Naples, Italy that called yesterday, by the way, it sucks, okay? It's a horrible place. I, I talked to 752 guineas last night, and they all said, oh, my God, Achipikia, Napoli, fat, is what they said. Fat. WQAM. He has a wife, you know. WQAM. I do know that. That's the only reason I speak to him. He has a nice wife. WQAM. Did I like the hockey shows? No. Was Jeff Rimmer a talent? No. Did I talk? <laughs> oh, where did where, he go? What was it? Go ahead. Too, uh, too bad. See, did, did he turn him off? Yeah. That's what he was going to say. I caught him right there in midstream when he was going to actually respond to the question. You're right about one thing, though. They are uh, emotional about this. <laughs> oh, they're very emotional about this topic. Make no mistake about it. WQAM. Crap. Now, did I hear that right? Did this guy say crap? Is that what he said? WQAM. Uh, Neil, an old veteran here. No crap. hockey. No, none. The, no, the nun called a little while ago. WQAM. I'd rather listen to Rush Limbaugh than hockey. WQAM. WQAM. Yeah, I turned it right off. Okay. Right off. That must be the guy from the fax machine who finally calmed down. I pray. WQAM. That was a rumor. QAM. Hello, QAM. Jeff Finger, Jeff Buddha, Jeff. WQAM. Uh, okay. WQAM, hello. Rimmer sucks, okay? Okay. WQAM. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, the hockey shows were awesome, and they were really timely, too, because at that time everybody was desperate because we had a hockey team in South Florida. Yeah. And now that we don't have one? Okay, I guess now that we don't have one, he doesn't want one. WQAM. Neil. Yes. Neil, are yes. there fans in the church? WQAM. Neil, yes, sir. To uh, wish your team luck tonight against the bees. Yeah. Um. Good luck to you. Against the bees. Against the Bruins. Who's playing the Bruins? Toronto. No, they're not. They're 
not? No. All right, quick. They're playing the Islanders tonight. Oh. Okay, get it right. See, there's another knowledgeable fan. Wish my team luck tonight against the Bees. Well, guess what? The Bees ain't playing the Leaves, okay? The Leaves are playing the Islanders in Toronto tonight. How do you like that, eh? See, if you want to start, if you want to start, that's another reason why the hell we should do those shows. These people don't know anything about it, even the ones that claim that they do. They're playing against the Islanders with Felix Potvanders back in the lineup, who played that unbelievable game stopping 55 shots in a 4-2 win over Jersey two nights ago. How do you like that, sir? I know my stuff, okay? Good luck against the bees. I think you got bees in your bonnet, okay, sir? I think you're full of crap. Like most of the other mavens we got down here. Hockey shows. Jesus Christ. How, how, when are we going to start doing some harness racing shows, too, huh? There you go. I'll have Georgie Brennan on with Howard Parker. they got some time on their hands. Jim Mandich talks sports. All right. Weekends right here on Sports Radio 560 QA. Okay, okay. we got Hank Goldberg from Shula State, too, at 2 o'clock. 6 o'clock tonight, we got uh, talking baseball with Donnie B. Any interest in that? No. And then 635, the Marlins and the uh, Mets again. Jesus Christ, they play every day, don't they? Uh-huh. Those two? Marlins at the Mets again, 635. And if you're going to be listening for the Panther game tonight, the second-to-last ever Chris Moore broadcast on this radio station, the Panthers and uh, Montreal Canadiens, then you'll have to turn over to Waxy 790 because the Panthers, of course, take a hind seat to those almighty Marlins. Huh? They suck hind uh, wheel to the Marlins. By the way, is Beth Cohen going to be singing the national anthems tonight of the U.S. and Canada? I hope. I sure hope so, because we're going to the game, not to see the Panthers and the Canadiens, but to see Beth Cohen sing the national anthems, because she's the best. You're the best, sweetheart. Oh! They should have that category in here in the uh, City Link. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Mel. Yes, sir. Um, zero hockey. And, well, you know that. I mean, this is not a sports town by no means. And any program director that would have Jeff Firmer on the air, all i got to say is, Oh, my God, the man is a maniac. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. I told you they're a little bit emotional about that. You didn't believe me, did you? All right, getting back to CityLink, now that we've kind of cleared the air here, so to speak. That killed a good hour. That was good. Any interest in my ghee? By the way, they don't care about that stuff. I read out of that. I'm giving you some really good information, by the way. I'm giving you some really heavy-duty stuff. And, uh, you know, do with it what you want, as Sally would say. Or just stick it in your brain and to make some use of it, okay? Oxycholesterol. Don't get sucked in all this baloney about eating steaks and eating butter and eggs. By the way, what are we having for lunch today? Let's talk about the important stuff, what we're going to have for lunch today. Now that I'm, My life is destroyed without those meatballs. I can't have the you meatballs. You have the, the steak yeah. over there with cheese and onion. How about something a little bit different, okay? Oh, I would Don't you understand? Different. Oh, there's Joe Costello. I thought for just a minute he uh, dyed his hair orange or something. Yeah, just uh, look at that. Um, it looks like he frosted that one, uh, two hairs. Either that he's going gray, one or the other. Am I right? He's got like he frosted it a long time ago. How about his hair? So at any rate, what are we going to have for lunch today from our good friend Chuck, or from anywhere? It doesn't have to be from Chuck's. We could do pizza loft. Although I'm sure his balls have uh, breadcrumbs on them, and his meatballs probably too. You know, that was a disgusting thing. I was just, I just had the vision of Jeff Cohen running naked through the kitchen at the pizza loft. That's a disgusting vision. Well, how else would you get breadcrumbs on your... I guess we'll just do, like you said, the steak, the chopped up steak. But, but not like the last time you made it, uh, Nisi, you're wonderful, but she made the cheese, she melted the cheese so much it was like watery. Remember that? It was like soupy. Remember soupy? What time is his show on? Okay, let's reminisce about all those great old people who used to be on What's My Line? Arlene Francis, Bennett Cerf, he's dead. Yes. Soupy Sales. Who else was on that show? John Charles Daly, he's dead. Uh-huh. Anybody else? Dorothy Kilgallen, very dead. Uh-huh. And you know why she's dead, don't you? 
Gee. Too much Gee. No, it had nothing to do with Gee. Oh, Gee Carbono. Remember him from the Montreal Canadiens? Remember him? No. I didn't think you would. From the Dallas Stars, I'm sorry. No, seriously, um, formerly from the Montreal Canadiens, she uh, knew too much about the uh, Bobby Kennedy assassination. Didn't you ever read that? You know, you got to get out a little bit more. you got to start reading about stuff, you know, that, that beyond the boundaries of uh, the Carolinas would be good. So speaking about beyond the boundaries, here's the prestige. Oh, we got to do another break. <laughs> well, I can't afford to get any further behind. I apologize. It's turned our show to pure instant crap today because the audio vault crapped out, and we don't have a backup one like we used to with Paxson because this cheap-ass outfit can only afford one per st- one unit per studio. That's why Geldy is on, on that morning show. They don't want to have too many units in out of that studio, and he doesn't have one. But uh, so unlike the Paxson people, well, you know, Paxson was an asshole, and he still is, and a phony baloney, and a goody two-shoes, and destroyed everything in his wake. But at least they spent money. We had equipment there that nobody needed, nobody ever heard of, nobody knew how it worked, but we had it. If they invented it, we had it. Oh! Here, it's like uh, like this great cart machine we got over here. Let me, let me, do anybody want to buy a cart machine, huh? No. In fact, that's the next poll question. Which would you rather buy, this used cart machine or spots on the Marlins games? Any takers? No. You want to buy some cheap spots on those Marlins games? No. Come on. You want to build that stadium? No. Right next door to your house, would you go? No. If they gave you the tickets for free? No. And a certificate for uh, weenies? No. Would you go? Building a stadium. I mean, what, what, what a, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take it upon myself personally. I will do everything in my power. Everything personally responsible. I take it on my own big, broad, sloped shoulders to do whatever I can to prevent one penny of public funds to be built for another goddamn stadium in this area. Thank you. You're welcome. God damn it. Craziness, craziness. All these people ripping off, you know, just feeding it to public trough for a bunch of... You know, I was watching about two minutes of the Montreal game last night. The I'm not talking a hockey game. I'm talking about the baseball game, the Expose. The paper this morning says 5,500 people. If there were 1,000 people there last night, it was a lot. And guess what they're trying to get them to do in Montreal? Build a new stadium for them downtown. And speaking of Joe Rosen, the San Francisco Giants, I saw about two minutes of that game last night, and they panned through the crowd. The crowd, the crowd were all in, uh, disguised as invisible uh, people, uh, red seats. They were disguised as. You couldn't complain about the crowd there because there wasn't any. And they're building a new stadium downtown there. Oh! Go to hell. Okay. Give me an erection. All right. Nail me to the wall. E-R-E-C-T-I-O-N. I want to drain your balls. I want to love and wally out of you and to soothe your Uzi. And then I'll give it a blow. In the morning it gets as big as this. At least until you take a kiss. I want to wrap my lips around your pulsing Wonder 
You don't know what that was, that popping, clicking, kicking, Well, the audience ought to be getting used to it. They're listening to QAM. And, of course, even when we don't have a technical problem, there's a lot of uh, popping and puking going on. Before I get to the uh, CityLink stuff, which will kill, that'll kill about five, six hours. Hank may have to wait. Here's a story that certainly didn't get much publicity, thank God, and it was buried way down on the bottom of the page in the Scum Center this morning on the inside page two or three. Oh, there it is again. Now I'm starting to get concerned. Did you hear that? Did you hear that pop and puke there, whatever that was? What the hell was that? Wait a minute. Listen carefully. There it is again. No, seriously, there's popping and puking time here at QAM. Well, listen, just just plot ahead, okay? Just plot ahead. We don't have time to stop. We've got to make sure we get all the spots in. Simpson slightly injured in tussle with gunman is the headline on the story here. And, of course, the Simpson they're talking about is none other than O.J. Los Angeles. O.J. Simpson was slightly injured on Tuesday when he struggled with a gunman, KCBS TV reported. Damn it. Too bad the gunman didn't. You know what I was thinking. Simpson's hand was cut by the barrel of the gun during the afternoon incident, which took place in Griffith Park after he had played golf. Playing a lot of golf there with those bad arthritic knees, aren't you, O.J., huh? You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Yeah. Murdering bastard. The attacker came out with a gun and tried to get me to go with him, and we wrestled, Simpson told the TV station. Simpson said he bit the assailant. He pulled a Marv Albert on the assailant during the attack and then tried to chase him in his car. Oh, there he goes again. Another one of those highway chases. Sounds familiar to me, doesn't it? He was talking to Burbank police on his cellular phone at the time. Oh, boy, doesn't this all take us back? But officers told him to end the chase and cut the crap, is what they said. And he went, oh, man. Yeah. Probably staged the whole goddamn thing. And didn't all, all he made here in the papers here was way down on the bottom of the page on page that nobody reads. Damn it. I mean, anybody with a gun that got that close to O.J. obviously would take care of business. Okay, getting to a CityLink magazine, by the way. In their yearly uh, best of, worst of, it's, uh, they, they don't do the worst, do they? Like uh, New Times. Well, you know, the Broward thing. First, the reader's choices, okay? The reader's choice, and I don't understand really what this is all about. They've only got about seven categories. They've got 50,000 categories inside. Now, did the readers, well, I, don't, I don't know what this means. Reader's choice, waitress, best waitress, Rosie O'Neill at Creolinas in Fort Lauderdale. Did you ever hear of Rosie O'Neill? No. Did you ever hear of Creolinas? No. Best bartender, Dar, at Rosie Baby in Lauderhill. Did you ever hear of Dar? I remember we used to go to track with a guy named Dar in Michigan years ago. Hysterical TV newscaster, of course, Rick Sanchez. Best local radio personality. This is the reader's choice. Well, obviously, he stuffed the box. Paul Castronova. I almost couldn't get it out. God. Local musical performer, Tony Bishop. Local artist, Stan Street. And government official, Nancy Graham. Ever hear of those last three? No. None of the above. Never heard of one of them. Paul Castanova, you ever hear him? No. No. <coughs> okay, now we get into the uh, CityLink uh, picks. First, before we get into their picks, though, in all these different categories, since they, they licked, maybe that's what we're hearing on the monitors. We're hearing the sound of the licky-licky sounds from the CityLink staff over there who love us to pieces. Whatever happened to that Howard Beale guy, by the way? He used to write all that great stuff in CityLink. Oh, and before I get to your good friend Susan Berardi, by the way, George, before I get to that, among the categories, I'm looking through all the dining places and best pizza and best Italian and best this. The best place for dessert in Broward. Not that I'm in the market for desserts. I can't eat them. But I just had a curiosity of because the name caught my attention. A place called the Tea Room, 821 East Olas Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale. 
Because, I mean, I know a lot of you out there on Las Olas and Fort Lauderdale, when you go to the tea room, I know what you're looking for. You're looking for glory hole. Right, which George has never seen one, by the way, in his life. The name of the place is the Tea Room. And it's the best place for dessert. I bet you Peter Clayton, the late great restaurant reviewer, Peter Clayton would probably agree. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a few desserts in the tea rooms of this community over the years. But that's another story, which is too close to lunch to tell you that story. Okay, getting back to a Susan Berardi. Now, who is she? She writes for CityLink. Yes. And we know her from... Marketing Magic. She used to work there when we were there. In the pageant building. building with them, yes. Right. Did I know her? No. You've seen her. Well, her picture's the right hall, here. Nevertheless. Hi, Susan. Bitch. So anyway, uh, we talked about her, George tells me, several weeks ago, or not that long ago, because she wrote an article of ripping the French Canadians, and uh, she got enough. She just had one line. Yeah. Oh, that's right. that's right. Now I remember it. She just gave him a shot <coughs> passing, and her aim was too good. And they got bent out of shape. Those frogs. So now I get they have in, in the midst of this thing here today, this gigantic issue with all their best of stuff. They allow the staff to also, along along with their own uh, editors, whoever wrote the other stuff. The staff makes their picks. So Stu, Susan gives uh, about a half a dozen different things here. Best uh, bumper sticker: Mean people suck. That's the best bumper sticker: Mean people suck. That's weak. That's really weak. But anyway, so is this. Best radio personality, Neil Rogers. Rogers wins by default based purely on the lack of choices, Susan says. Besides, the real reason behind this pick is Rogers' producer, George Rodriguez. He's a friend and a good guy. To which you're so embarrassed that you're not even going to say anything. Oh, no, now he's looking in the uh, DCS for some... Thanks, Sue. Yeah, thanks, Sue. I love you, too. Not... I think what you were looking for was probably... That f***ing bitch. That would have fit in real good for Sue. Okay. What do you want, Sam? What do you want? Don't wink at me, okay? You're not my type, Drew. What do you want? He wants to talk to you. Oh, okay. He wants to have verbal intercourse with you. If he's going to do one of those van hits, okay, tell him to hit this. We're not interested. Okay, so now we get to the nitty-gritty. Now we get to the big categories here. Best TV anchor... City Link Magazine says, Rick Sanchez, <laughs> Channel 7. We know what you're thinking. Rick Sanchez, are you people joking? He makes a mockery of local TV news. Exactly, it says. We've given up pretending that our local news is anything but a noisy, shrill freak show of breathless, blow-dried posers shamelessly grabbing us by the lapels with exaggerated readings of any story that comes with a lace garter or yellow police tape wrapped around it. Who better to embody this lowbrow pandering to our baser instincts than Rick Sanchez, who we suspect will be squatting over South Florida? Where did they get that line, I wonder? For as long as WSBN Channel 7 will allow. How do you like that? He'll be squatting over South Florida as they continue stealing material from this show. I already have a homosexual relationship with Neil, so I might as well have one with you, too. Yes. Best TV reporter, Michael Putney. Oh, boy. That must have been before that uh, Cuba thing, you know, before that baseball game they must have written this. He's a good guy, Michael, but, uh, oh, God, just shameless pandering, bending over backward, doing somersaults, backflips, pandering. So on that one, <coughs> best TV weather person, Amy Murphy on Channel 7. Do I know who that is? No. I have no idea who that is. I thought I knew every weather fairy, every weather person in this town. Do I have any clue who Amy Murphy is? No. In fact, it's interesting. They're obsessed with that. I bet you the City Link people don't watch any of the other channels because best hair on TV news, Belkis Nuray. It's a good thing they didn't have a category for best name of the TV uh, people because Belkis Nuray certainly... Uh, no. Oh, man. 
It's more like a feathered skull cap, really, but Belkis Nere Pixie Dew is a welcome counterpoint to the helmet heads and big, bad-looking Dano waves that march across our TV screens like shampoo-soaked Jesse Briggs Nightmare. No rollers, no setting gel, no big blow-dry mousse on the loose. Belkis is a great-looking 90s version of an anorexic young Liza Minnelli who sets the coffee pace for the no-nonsense, this-is-just-in-the-newsroom kind of reporting. Can you believe this? No. She's a freak show. Uh, like Marilyn Mitzel with the cat eyes. My eyes have never seen anything like that no. in my life. Okay, now we get to the good stuff, okay, after they're licking over with Channel 7. I think the reason being that we used to work over there. And by the way, I drove by there on the way to the doctor a couple of days ago on Monday. Is there anything in that old IOD building? Do we know? Boxes. Does anybody no. know? Huh? There's nothing in there? This this goes to show you when you have that much money how dangerous you are. When Paxson bought IOD, he also bought that old building. Even though we weren't going to have a radio station in there, they bought the building not having any idea what they were going to do with it, and it's just sitting there. So I'm assume I don't I'm, I can't assume anything. Maybe when they sold the Clear Channel IOD and all their radio out, maybe they sold them that building, or maybe not. Does anybody know the answer? Who knows? So it's just sitting there. Just sitting there is like an appendage to Channel Seven on the 79th Street Causeway. Anybody no. know the answer? Okay, now let's get to the good stuff, okay? Best TV sportscaster. 85 guesses, and the first 84 don't count. <laughs> Hank Goldberg, ESPN. That was funny. Except for Channel 10's football-intensive sports jam, Hank Goldberg doesn't do much local TV, which is too bad because his ultra-informed and gambler-friendly insights would sharply improve any area of sportscast. That's what Joe Costello says. Instead, the hammer clobbers the competition as an at-large NFL reporter for ESPN, which thanks to the... Now, see, we're going along fine now, but again, another mistake. Too many mistakes in this town. Can anybody write anything in a, in, in a paper, in a rag, in a handout without making mistakes? No. ESPN, which thanks to the well-sourced Goldberg, first broke the Jimmy Johnson isn't quitting after all story. Were they the first ones to break that story? No. no. Hank Goldberg broke the story, all right, but it was on the Neil Rogers show on QAM minutes before they had it on ESPN. Oh! How do you like that? City Link, and they like me at City Link, but they still can't get it right. It says locals get Goldberg scoops from 2 to 6 p.m. each Monday through Friday on WQAM 560 a.m. All we can say to that is... Hey, stupid! Yeah. Get it right. Just once, I'd like to pick up a paper. I'd like to even pick up a piece of toilet paper and look on there and read something that was accurate in this town. On and on it goes as the misinformation just keeps going around and around. And, of course, here it doesn't make any difference, does it? Oh, damn, God. 1132 at 560 WQM. we got Hank Goldberg coming up at 2. has been voted the best TV sportscaster by prestigious City Link magazine. Oh. Newspaper, whatever this rag is. Does anybody read this? No. Well, that's why I'm reading it to you on the air. Kill some good time. And you're interested. They're all interested in this, aren't they? Uh -huh. You bet your sweet ass. Wait till they hear who gets best radio sportscaster. I'll give you one hint, okay? All right. There you go. See, what did I tell you? Haven't I always been right on top of this? This man is a genius. He's a panic. He's off the wall. He's certifiable. He's crazier than a bed bug. Our very own <laughs> Jim Manwich. It says he can be loud, obnoxious, and sexist, and he couldn't care less about most anything but the dolphins. The dolphins, and oh, yeah, the dolphins. But in spite of, and perhaps because of, his narrow-minded sensibility, no one on the sports dial is as entertaining, as passionate, as honest, as brash, or as funny as the Mad Dog. Oh! 
and no one appears to be having as much fun talking about the games department of South Florida life as the former Dolphins tight end. Also, unlike a lot of ex-jocks who have no business sitting behind a microphone, Mandis has learned the craft of his profession, which makes him all right as a talk host. That's what it says with the seven W's and that exactly. All They're right. stealing the whole thing here off this show. As a talk host and color commentator on Dolphins radio broadcast, right? Yep. There you go. Best suck-up sports announcer, and I'm assuming they're talking about the TV people, by the way. It says all of them. When's the last time we saw any of our esteemed local sportscasters get under the skin of the people they cover? The uh, giant sucking sound Ross Perot once referred to when he harangued about NAFTA is really the sound of ex-jocks and powdered pretty boys avoiding the kind of confrontational questions that usually come from journalists. Then again, journalism, with a few exceptions, disappeared from local TV years ago and was never applied to much of the sports anyway. So don't expect that sucking sound anytime soon or ever. And don't forget, Joe Zagaki sucks, okay? Okay. Okay. Now we get to the good stuff, okay? Best AM radio personality, of course. Oh, God. Naturally. Best AM radio. Best AM personality on a station below 600 on the dial that's located in North Day between the Broward border and, uh, yeah. I mean, best AM radio personality, that's not exactly like a great, you know what I'm saying? That's like a, like a great pat on the back, although they do suck pretty hard. It says, is there a better radio personality at all, AM or FM in this town, than Neil Rogers? And then it says, yes. no, it says, no. sorry. No. Is there anyone who can cut through our asinine religious, political, and sexual hypocrisies better than Rogers? No. Is there anyone who gives listeners the vicarious thrill of telling the boss off to stuff it better than Rogers? No. Is there anyone other than Rogers who so rightly exposes Rush Limbaugh and Dr. Laura as neo-fascist blowhards? No. Has Rogers ever been better? No. Is Neil Rogers God? No. See, that's where they made a mistake. It says no. But does his do-no-harm religion, no collection plate, no uh, steeples, no televangelists make really good sense? Yes. There you go. Will local AM radio be the same when Rogers finally retires? No. And who the hell is the guy that says, no. I'm Rogers' show anyway? It's Buffalo Bill, you silly people. No. And that's no. Larry King. And that's, uh, where is it? Come on. Uh, no. Druzy. So there you go. How do you like that? Boy, I'm telling you, my ego is just taking a City Link magazine. I mean, have I, is my ego, am I clucking like a peacock now? No. No, I'm still in shock about the response to those great hockey shows. I can't believe that. I think you, I think you set those people up. He, he claims Rimmer was calling in over and over again. I think it was George was calling in over there. He was doing his uh, Paul Winchell routine. Because I know they loved those hockey shows. That that was probably one of the great highlights. One of the what? George says even Foster Hewitt would turn those off if he were alive today. He would turn them off. Best FM radio personality Howard Sperm. Leave the hard questions to the audacious radio broadcaster and best-selling author. Without Howard Stern, we'd never know that Pamela An Pamela Anderson Lee is a three-input woman or that Heather Locklear excretes several times a day, packing a bigger morning jolt than a double uh, latte. Oh, let's see, there we go again with that, Dave. A double latte with your uh, spick stuff. The likable shock jock is not a spick thing. What is it? It's a West Coast New Agey coffee thing. Like cappuccino. Right. Which is an Italian thing that you tried to steal. The likable shock, like I said, there they go with that West Coast uh, pseudo uh, lingo. The likable shock jock isn't about putting himself in strange positions like the time he measured his penis and fell short compared to his three-man team. Well, even Robin had a bigger penis, I heard. 
Got to love those contests, too, like when one lucky gal recently got a surgical makeover courtesy of Howard with sidekick Robin Quivers laughing all the way. Do you have any idea what that means? Uh... <laughs> and best radio DJ, Freddy Cruz on Hot 105 and The Quiet Storm. See, I would say Phil Henry doing Freddy Cruz would be the best radio DJ and The Quiet Storm. On Hot 105. Interesting enough, Freddie says, it goes on about his bedroom voice and his soft, cool, romantic, mellow tone that barely breaks a whisper. And Cruz says, I think they like the voice, someone talking softly to them. Women are sensitive, man. I make believe I'm whispering in her ear. You don't have to scream. I don't like a guy screaming in my ear. I can't deal with that kind of radio. Says Freddie Cruz. He can't deal with that kind of radio. Some guy's screaming at him on the radio, okay? Well, bafangu to you too, Freddie, okay? Over there at Not So Hot 105. I didn't realize he was on Hot 105. Was he on Hot when Phil was doing his, uh, he was? The Quiet Storm. Well, guess what? I don't listen to Hot 105, do you? No. No. Anybody in this audience listen to Hot 105? No. That, now, that's a good question. If we can find one person in this audience who listens to Hot 105, we might give away a prize. Not. I mean, if we had a prize, we'd give him a prize, right? I'll bet you dimes to donuts. I'll bet you the cost of today's lunch, which is, oh! I'll bet you that much, that there isn't one person in this audience who listens to Hot 105. Going once, going twice, that phone line, is that board is as dead as a doornail. Hot 105. Yeah, I listen to Hot 105. You listen to Hot 105? Yeah. Okay, thank you. He, that's the one. Oh, look at that. There's several of them ringing. Oh, my God. If I open up a jackpot. Okay, that's our poll question. Would you rather hear Rimmer do a hockey show or listen to a Hot 105? Look at that. There are a whole bunch of people lighting up. Okay, let them ring. I'll get to them. Just keep ringing it. I think it's that's a setup. Bob Green's got these people on the phone. You know, It's a setup. Nice try, Bob. Bob on this. Okay. Rude, obnoxious, foul, and distasteful. The dolphins are cursing, and man, it's disgraceful. Cause Brian Cox and the rest of them are saying, Suck my f***, make my ball, shit out of you, motherfucker. Words of love, they toss in the microphone. The dump button just can't seem to be left alone. And all of this is because they like saying, Suck my f***, make my ball. Oh, but they play football badly. How did the Patriots kick their ass? When will they make it to the Super Bowl? But with an attitude as bad as theirs, what? they're tossing our hopes down the stairs. Oh, man. Rude, obnoxious, foul, and distasteful. The dolphins are cursing, and man, it's disgraceful. Because Brian Cox and the rest of them are singing. Suck my dick, lick my balls, shit on you. Yes, they're saying. Suck my dick, lick my balls, motherfucker. Well, they're saying, Suck my dick, lick my balls, shit on you. I just had another great marketing idea. Boy, today's the day I ought to be in there with, with, at the patent office, you know? 
Oh, you know how they have like Tootsie Roll Pops? How about if they had a, like a, a, a sucker called Dick Pops? And you could say, lick my... Now, would there be a comma in there? <laughs> huh? Where would the comma go in that sentence? 10 to 20? Okay. See, I'm sick. I'm really a sick guy. I'm happy to be. Anyway, speaking of sick, I, I'm, I take everything back I said about CityLink. I'm embarrassed, just like with New Times. What was it I was embarrassed about that they had in there something really grotesque on the same page? Mortified. Mordecai. Well, guess what? Best newspaper columnist sports. Guess who they picked there at the, at the uh, CityLink? Michael Mayo. <laughs> the unctuous Michael Moskowitz Mayo, whatever his name is, from the Scum Sentinel. So Mike Mayo was premature to write that Jimmy Johnson was a chicken-hearted coward when a story wrongfully broke that the Dolphin coach was resigning. It turns out that Johnson wasn't a coward after all, and the same can be said for Mayo, who's never been afraid to tell it like it is or how it should be with South Florida sports teams. Ba -ba -ba -ba. He's concise, yada, yada, entertaining, almost always fair, it says. I guess the almost might have to do with our close, best personal friend, Dave Halberstam, okay, who brought us in that, and by the way, Hank got his own copy of the book. Hardaway left wing. Okay. okay, calm down. Sports on New York Radio, a play-by-play -play history, which thanks a lot for saying that back down because Hank already had a copy. Thank you, Hank and Corey. By the way, he called yesterday. Who did? After the show. Dave Hoverstein? Yes. Excellent book. I read a lot of it last night because it was really whatever was on TV, the uh, whatever game. Oh, yeah, it was Philly and uh, Buffalo. Pretty boring. And uh, I was reading a lot of this. Boy, I'll tell you, it brought back a lot of good memories for me and bad memories. Oh, here's Marv Albert, by the way, a very young Marv Albert. When he uh, signed out to do the Rangers games 100 years ago, looking just like our own Corey Sabin with a little bit more hair. In fact, I would say this picture looks more like Corey Sabin, well, almost as much as the dead Andrew Conan looks like Sam the Sham. That's going to be our office poll. The audience can't participate in the poll because they can't see him. But Corey Sabin and uh, young Marv Albert. Now, I don't know if Corey's into, like, you know, putting on negligee and panties and a lot of backbiting, but. Oh, well, he's he Jewish. Oh, that, that's right. Oh, so he probably is. Well, and here's one. It's uh, here, all these pictures. Great book, uh, Halby. It says, there are many who believe that Win Elliott might have been the best radio broadcaster the New York Rangers ever had, which I would say, yes. absolutely correct, sir. He was great. Win Elliott, who was, you know, like a, a kind of a goofball on CBS Radio Sports for years. But, boy, did he do a great team. He made those games exciting, and uh, he was great. No, did anybody remember that? No. Win Elliott doing the Rangers. And then there's a whole big piece here on Jim Gordon. Who did the job? And a, a great thing on Les Kider, who, like I said, has been in Hawaii for about a hundred years, living the life of Riley. More and and uh, Hal, Dave Halberstam uh, is obsessed, and I'm not knocking because this is a good guy, Marty Glickman, with that real, real heavy New York Marty Glickman. I mean, see, Marty was great, but he couldn't get a job anywhere other than New York and New England because he had a real heavy northeastern accent. But he was great. He did the Giants games for about six hundred years, and he also called the races at Yonkers Raceway before Bullet Bob Meyer. Anybody know anything about that? No. Of course not. See, I'm talking uh, abstract to all these people. They don't know what I'm talking about. They wouldn't know Bullet Bob Meyer from uh, Jordan Meyer. Exactly. Same difference to you, right. From Meyer Kahani. He's not doing too good. Oi! So like I said, if you're uh, into New York radio or radio sports, there's Dero, Al Deregatis. He was good. He was outstanding. There's Al Helfer. Uh, we already did this yesterday. And there's Morty Glickman. Look at that. Morty must have been about two feet tall. And Giants putter Dave Jennings. Either that or Dave Jennings was like nine feet tall because Morty Glickman looks like a midget. Ernie Harwell, the great Ernie Harwell. Get some teeth, Ernie. He's great, though. Don Dumphy. I would say the greatest boxing announcer who ever lived, Don Dumphy, along with Les Kider. 
and Bill Stern, but uh, Don Duffy was the best. Kurt Gowdy, looking about 200 years old in that picture. Vin Scully, Mel Allen, Mel, Melvin Israel. Spencer Ross. Like I said, anybody remember Spencer Ross and Stan Burstein racing from Yonkers, racing from Roosevelt? No. Of course not. Like I said, the people down here from New York, where did they go? What did they do? Were they just doing time up there, like behind bars? Yes. Is that what it was? They never got much on the outside? All these people who have come here from all these other I'm not talking about 10th world countries. I'm talking about other places in America. I posed this question yesterday. I've been posing it for 23 years for all you posers out there. What did they do? Where did they go? Did they ever know anything about all of these things that I'm always referring to? No. No. I don't get it. I just don't understand it. But what do I know? WQAM. Hey, George. Yes, sir. Oh, hey, I didn't realize I was on the air, Neil. Oh, you want to speak to George? Uh, no, no, no. I'd rather speak to you. I uh, Two things. I, I worked with Marty Glickman one of the last... See, season. like I said, if you look long enough, you'll find a guy that knows something about life. No, I worked at the Connecticut Radio Network when I was in college and after that, and he used to call University of Football, University of Connecticut Football and Basketball. That's games. right. And I got to say, he was, uh, he was terrible, but this was like the early <laughs> 80s, and he just... Uh, he got the names wrong and everything. It was, yeah. uh, he wasn't a bad guy to work with. He was a nice enough guy to deal with, but yeah. uh, it just wasn't, um, <laughs> wasn't a heck of a lot of good uh, work well, with Well, you're going to have to hop over Dave Halberstam's body because he's obsessed with Marty Glickman. I mean, I like, he just, he I, just pees on almost every page every time he mentions Marty's name. I like it. I definitely want to see that book. I mean, I know Marty Glickman was tremendous in the 50s and the 60s and even into the 70s, but, you know, you said, you said yourself a hundred times, sometimes you just got to step away. Now, Dave Jennings, I've met Dave Jennings a few times. He is like six foot four or so. So that's why you were saying that Marty Glickman, you know, might be, you know, he looked about three feet six in that picture. Yeah, no, Je Jennings was the punter for the Giants, and um, I, yeah, met him a few, said, yeah. I, I met him a few times because his father was the president of the, of the university that I went to, and he was around the campus quite a bit in the springtime and stuff. And I met him, like, you know, just doing different things. But he's like six four or so. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely, I, I, I think, uh, I think Halby liked uh, Marty Glickman because he was Jewish. I remember. I, know, I noticed going through the book, he likes the Jewish guys, like Mel Allen. He liked him. Red Barber, not too crazy about it. He was a goy. The Jewish guys, he liked the best. You know. uh, I remember when I was growing up, it was Jim, Jim Gordon doing the announcing on the Ranger game. Yeah. And his uh, color man was the guy they called the Big Whistle. He was a former referee named Bill Chadwick. Bill Chadwick. His picture is in here. That's in here. In fact, in the back of the... You'd really appreciate this book. I'd like in, to see it. In the back of the... No, don't see it. Go buy it. No, I don't, in the back of the book, he's got the list of all the broadcasters... From all the uh, from all from the very first years, the Rangers, the Devils, the Islanders, NFL championship games on all the New York stations, what station they were on, the years that they broadcast. You know, what was, you know I'll tell you what was painful. When yeah. the Yankees were terrible, I mean, I was like nine years old. I'm a Yankee fan. What else? It was all I could get on the TV: the Yankees and the Mets, and they had Rizzuto, Bill White, and Frank Messer. No, exactly. And, that, and it's, I the, mean, it's the jockocracy again. Took over. No, took I over mean, the reins. Bill White was knowledgeable, but just didn't Horrible. have the voice. Awful. He, he wasn't good. And they on don't it. come any worse than the Scooter, okay? No, the no, Scooter's got to have terrible. naked pictures of George Steinbrenner or somebody because he, he's just unbelievably bad. Frank Messer to me was one of the worst I've ever heard in my life. And then I, that whole business with Scooter doing that. Holy, he doesn't, and he, see, Harry used to be upset because he thought that the Scooter stole Holy Cow. He doesn't say Holy Cow. He says, Holy Cow, without the H, you know. Holy <laughs> Cow. I mean, I mean, somebody can fart up there. Holy Cow. Listen, and, and in conclusion, going back to your first poll of the day, yes, we sir. have Rimmer do a hockey draft. Uh, that's coming. <laughs> have a great day, pal. Okay, right. say hi to Morty Glickman. He's still alive, isn't he? Marty's still alive? Uh -huh. Better be. Here's Russ Hodges. Russ Hodges, who was a hell of an announcer, but nobody in the world would know Russ Hodges, was the voice of the Giants for many, 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 many years. 
Unless, of course, that one great call. See, everybody in life has that one opportunity. Russ Hodges, the Giants win the pennant. Bobby Thompson hits the home run in that playoff with the Dodgers, 51. And that's why he became famous, Russ Hodges. Jim Woods. Jim Woods, who was always a, who was always second fiddle. He was always like the number two man. Kamel Allen or Jack Buck or Bob Prince. But he was great, Jim Woods. Anybody remember Jim Woods? No. Of course not. I'm talking to myself here. I'm playing with myself. I'm talking one language. These people got no idea. Like I said, Marty Glickman at Yonkers Raceway. These people are busy listening to Hot 105. They know uh, Freddy Cruz and the Quiet Storm. That they know. No, yeah, seriously, I think Freddy Cruz has put them all in a coma. That's the problem. Too much whispering on the radio, Freddy, okay? Too much blowing in the ear. Which, when we used to work over in that building, too, there was a lot of blowing in the ear going on. Was it in the ear or Rectum. ear with an R on the beginning? Blowing in your ear. WQAM. How did magic do in the trends? How did magic do? Need to know this info. Uh, I don't have. Do I have this? Oh, wait, a minute, I got it. No, I don't have. I don't have it here. Uh, well, what the hell are you good for? I got it. You want the answer or not? No, I'm saying I'm not going to give you the answer. You're an asshole. I'm not going to give it to you. I got him right back here. If he would have just been a little bit patient, but now I'm not going to give it to you, jackass. And who cares how magic did? Does that have anything to do with our lives? No. Does anybody care about how magic did that? Probably Sonny Fox's boyfriend there. No. Oh, he don't work on magic anymore. He works on Kiss, right? He's one of our uh, people. Boyfriend. <laughs> Well, not one of my boyfriends. Oh, Sonny Fox. Jesus Christ, what a what a grotesque thought that is, you know? Hi, this is Sonny Fox. I listen to Neil Rogers because I can hear the word asshole. Thank you. WQAM. Hey, George. Yes, sir. Oh, Neil. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to clean the phones most of this week because George is uh, resting uh, up for okay. when I go on vacation. Uh, what about Gordon Soley? What about him? What did he do, wrestling? Yeah. Did he? Uh, yeah. I know he did. Florida wrestling or whatever. And what about... No, uh, but he's, what, what does that have to do with this? This is a book about New York sportscasters. What does that have to do with oh, that? I thought you were just doing great I mean, No, stuff. I mean, that's okay, but I'm just saying the book is about sports on New York radio. But, of course, you're not from New York, thank God. So you No, exactly. Good for you. Thank God. Yeah, and Neil, what about Jim Lampley? What's he smoking these days? Rum on. Okay, Jim Lampley. Hey, how's his wife doing, by the way? Did she ever grow any arms? No. Or what? What's her name? Bree Walker. She has arms. They just end in... Oh, they're like Rimmer's arms, alligator arms. You know, so short that they can never reach the check. What? Maybe maybe he likes brie, okay? Some people like to eat brie, and some like other kinds of... Like, you know, a wonderful, beautiful woman who happens to have deep no hands and feet. He has, like, little teeny tiny, like, paws. Jim Lampley says that the paws that refresh. You pay when he has a pair! How I love to lick a clit, and that is why I become a singing lesbian nun. All right. Sister Mary Catherine was so impressed with what I done. She gave me action with her son. Can you conceive for safely that this song went to number one? Because I was a nun. Yes. Found a way to make some cash and hope the royalties will last because retired nuns don't get none. I never made it that big because I didn't look that great. So I got me a new habit doing drugs and getting laid. Had my one and only hit and then the Vatican got kissed. The Pope said, there's my big... Now that I'm dead, I can reveal how much I wanted Sally Fields to go whistling in my wheat field. Sports Radio Cards with me, WQAM, on Sports Day. 
Actually, I thought I'd switch that around a little bit. Do you believe that? No. Well, I just had to get in there somewhere. 1202 at 560 WQM. Now let's get to the really good stuff. Best place for donuts, according to CityLink, Krispy Kreme. Oh! Right on, baby. Wasn't I just talking about that? Although this is the one in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Remember the guy called that day and I said I thought he was nuts? Krispy Kreme is right by that egg. and uh, So maybe that's the deal. Krispy Kreme has to be near an egg place because the one on 163rd is next to the ham and eggery, right? And the egg and you or the egg and I and the egg and next to the Krispy Kreme right in Fort Lauderdale there at uh, 241 North Federal. Boy. Best place for a cheese and steak, Weston Road Hoagies in Weston. But I got a good cheese and steak without the bread right here from my friend Chuck over at the sub-center. Since he doesn't have that other steak anymore, this is good, very good. Doesn't have any carbohydrates and also doesn't have any ghee in it, Doctor Atkins. Ghee, there's no ghee in my lunch, and isn't loaded up with all kinds of hidden carbohydrates. And I guarantee you, when I go home today and take my blood sugar, it won't be 200 like it was yesterday after eating those disadvantage bars. Yeah, no, that's what I'm going to start calling them, man. The disadvantage bars. Instead of ingredients on the label, it's got a long list of all the disadvantages of eating them. One of them, they taste like crap. Number two, they're loaded with crap. Number three, they'll make you crap. And number four, they are crap. Disadvantage bars. Highly promoted and enthusiastically approved. Made in Canada by a bunch of crafty old Canucks. Oh, anyway, getting back to that book. There's a line that nobody here. Maybe I got somebody listening in Toronto again today, eh? The uh, chapter that Halberstam's got here on the hockey announcers. And, of course, he starts right off the bat. It says it would be an injustice not to begin a history of hockey broadcasting with Foster Hewitt, the longtime voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs and the progenitor of hockey on radio. And he goes on and on, yada, 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 yada. And he mentions some great guys like Dan Kelly and Bob Wilson and Fred Cusick, et cetera, and so on. And, he actually, and see, the thing I like in here is they're actually, uh, even though uh, Halby tends to uh, you know suck a lot of button here, um, there actually are some comments in here that I'm surprised that he put in the book, but they're right on target. Jim Gordon. See, that's one way. Jim Gordon was great. I don't know how he was on the Giants games. I never heard him. He got a lot of criticism in New York. He was great on the Ranger games. I used to hear those. But it says, Jim Gordon, who spent many years broadcasting Ranger games on both television and radio, puts the accolades for Foster Hewitt in a tempered perspective. It didn't take much to be good back then. We were a primitive business. By today's standards, he was awful. Oh, thank God somebody else said that beside me. When I say that to my Canadian friends, they look at me like I just peed on a picture of the goddamn queen or something. Like I just had another <laughs> Eaton Center mishap in my pantaloons. He was terrible. Bill Hewitt was the best ever, his son. But Foster Hewitt was like a whiny, shrill old lady. Awful. Terrible. And Lysko and Jim Gordon actually open up a mouth and tell it like it is. And even better for David Halberstam to put in the book. Thank you, Dave. And don't bring us any more stale, bad glacier homentage next year, please. See, that that's what really bugs me about getting back to that Michael Mayo thing again. To go in a newspaper column and urge that somebody be fired, somebody you know who's a good guy, doesn't have a bigoted bone in his body, who made a, a joke, that made, which was much ado about nothing, okay? Every time you make, you make some kind of comment, just like the grease man up there, you can say it about Jews, you can say it about gays, you can say it about Chinese people, but if you say it about Spartans, right away this uptight society we got, right away you're fired. And here's Michael Mayo, hold the Mayo, who is wishing and praying that Dave Halberstam got canned because he had a slip of the tongue there that they got a little bit bent out of which I don't even remember what it was, to be honest with you, although he writes about it in the book. And thanks for mentioning the fact that Ed Kaplan, Hank, and I were supportive of you, and we still are, Helby. 
and Mike Mayo wishing out loud in the newspaper, well, I know a way to make sure it doesn't happen again, and calling us on the air in protest after I got on the air the next day, screaming and chewing his ass out, and promising to write a retraction and an apology to Dave Halberstam, and then even after the guy did get fired by the heat, did he ever write an apology, no. a retraction, no. a word about it, no. you lying piece of turd Michael Mayo? No. No wonder they put him on French fries. That's right. Stick to Michael Mayo on the fries, okay? Boil his ass down to a little bit of dribbling crap and just uh, ladle it on your fries. Yes. Piece of turd. WQAM. What about Marv Albert? What is it? Marv Albert? What about him? Well, what about him? Isn't he, according to the, uh... WQAM, hello. Yeah, how you doing? Two-thirds of the books about Marv Albert. What about Marv Albert? Yes, sir. That sounds like a great book. It is a great book. You know, when I and this up, guy, he wants to know about Marv Albert. Okay, like, what about him? What did I just get through saying? Well, Marv Albert did hockey. He was pretty good. When he, I was did hockey, he did hockey. Uh, he did football. He did the basketball. The med- He's been in there for a million years. It's all over the book, Marv Albert. Let's talk about people that aren't, like, common everyday, uh, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Who gives a flying crap I, about I, Marv Albert? I was a kid growing up. And that goofy-looking kid of his, Kenny Albert, looks like he came off a spaceship <laughs> with a mush in his mouth. <laughs> he, he, um, growing up at the Mets game, you know, you had, you know, Lindsey Nelson, I ain't feeling too well these days, and Bob Murphy, Lane Drive. Is Lindsey Nelson dead? And then, uh, I think he is. No. He is? Yeah, I think so. And Ralph Kiner, who was dead back who might then. As, who might as well be, yeah. He was the worst. I, it, the worst I ever heard. Yeah. Um, I want to switch gears to the Atkins for a second. Go ahead. Um, a good thing on the Atkins is Egg Foo Young without the sauce. That's right. You're absolutely right. But what good is Egg Foo Young without the sauce? Well, it fills you up. And it's, you get the pork in there, it's, it's, which you can eat, of course, which right. is very good. Uh-huh. And, uh, wait, wait, what, what are you gesturing in there? What, what's your Egg Foo Young without the sauce? It's just egg. Exactly. No, it's not. It's got stuff in it. depends on what you get in it. If you have onion and chicken or pork or meat or all of the above. But it's not Foo Young, then. Well, well who on you, pork. okay? This guy's trying to be helpful, and you're trying to pee in our parade. Go, go buy your disadvantage bars for your wife and leave us alone, okay? You, you put your pork in it. and you put uh, your pork in it. <laughs> and you got, it's very good, actually. And you put your lotion in the basket, and you're right. Absolutely correct. Have a great day, sir. Sir. Pal. God. 5670560. Oh, See, we're talking a foreign language. I'm sorry I brought up the Dave Halberstam book, because these people don't know what I'm talking about. How sad. How sad indeed. That we're here, in this godforsaken place, where they don't know, they don't know, uh, they they don't know when Elliot from the Chupacabra. Twelve fifteen at five sixty. WKM said the guy that uh, promised two days ago he was going to bring the tape in yesterday. He apologizes for it. He sends it in today. Remember the tape of the uh, Panther game from the other night, which I didn't have, thank God. Where uh, and, I've, I, and there's no point in my watching it because I found out from the inside that he already said um, shinny hockey. Then he's this time. He didn't say what he usually says, like, I feel really, really shitty. No, he said that they were playing shinny hockey. And then it goes down here to just rip the, you'd like this note, by the way, just rip the crap uh, on uh, Rimmer. Just rips the this note. I mean, just rip it. And it says, please do four to five hours today about uh, Davey Keon. Okay. We love Davey Keon. We love you, Davey, but you're the best, et cetera. Even though he didn't show up on that last night in the gardens, but you needed the rest. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. See, the, one of the reasons that this could never be a sports town, even if it had the inclination to which it does not, and that the, when you hear these people calling in, they don't even know who the hell Bill Zimfer is, okay? Or like I ask, you know, do you like Zimfer better than Rick Weaver? They don't even <laughs> remember who Rick Weaver was. 
seriously, I've never had a call about Rick Weaver. And how can you be a sports fan without getting into the broadcasters who made the game exciting? And, of course, down here, most of the sportscasters never did make the game exciting in the first place. So that's why. So what do they ever hear in their lives? What do they know? Christina Moron? Huh? Bill Zimfer? <laughs> that staccato computerized voice is that sounds like it's being spit out of a computer, Well, totally lacking and devoid of any personality. Like Hank always says, and he's right about this, if you went out on the street, even if you went to the stadium where all the sports nerds are, and you walked up to 100 people and said, who's the broadcaster for the uh, Dolphin games? Can you tell me? And they probably, if they had any name, they would say, all right. Jim Mandich, even though he does the color and not the play-by-play. And you'd say, okay, well, he does the color, and he's great, and he's funny, but who does the play-by-play? And you know what they would say? Yeah. That's what they'd say. They don't know. WQAM. Hey, yeah, is this George? Yes, sir. What you give Neil today, man? He's fired up like crazy. Yeah, he's out of his mind today. Well, I think great. he's on drugs. I mean, he's great. I think he brought some good stuff back from Amsterdam. <laughs> man, I haven't seen him so rapid fire in a while. I know. It feels like he's like a Mach 10. Well, me. maybe because that fat tub lost a little weight, you know. Oh. That might do it. <laughs> Have a great day, pal. Wait a minute. What the hell was going oh, you want to talk to him? No, I was going to tell you first and tell you to tell me what you thought of it. Okay. Well, the, you know how he's always talking about that guy Peter North. Yeah. That that star. Well, That's a guy good. gave me a guy gave me a movie with Peter North in it. Yeah. And I, I'd never seen. Guy gave you a movie with Peter in it. Yeah, well, I yeah, believe seen, that. Uh, I never seen such mu- muzzle velocity in my life. Uh huh. Anyway, so then there was squirt, an- squirt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then there was another one that squirt, followed squirt, it. Squirt, it was, squirt, 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 squirt. Yeah. It was with uh, Vanessa Del Rio. Right. And she was two. She was doing. Two guys at the same time. I don't mean two guys different holes. I mean two guys in the same in the same, in the same uh, orifice. Yeah. So then it reminded oh, that goes me on here in these orifices in this building all the time. So then it reminded me of that old adage. You know, it must be wrong. One in the hand is not. Right, we're two in the bush. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the uh, mobile one line. That was good. I'm glad you had a good conversation with him. He sounded like an interesting guy. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. How about Bud Lynch? Bud Lynch from Detroit, well, from Venus Detroit. Detroit, who still does the PA, by the way, at the uh, Joe Louis Arena. And how about uh, Van Patrick? You know, you're doing the all Detroit people. Well, Van, Do you know that Van Patrick put WSRF on the air in Fort Lauderdale 100 years ago? He owned it. He's the one that put it on the air. And do you remember, I bet you Jack Mark don't even know that. Do you remember he used to do the Tiger games way before Ernie Harwell? Tiger games before oh, Ernie Harwell? Player. He used to play for Detroit. Um, give me a hint. Uh, outfielder. What was his first name? Harry. Harry Heilman. Harry Heilman. Well, great. What a job, Neil. Brilliant. Very good. I wasn't even there then, but I, I, I read about it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. See ya. Okay, see, the book is about New York. What, what's with all the New Yorkers we have? We don't have any New Yorkers down here. If Dave Halberstam would have written a book about great Chicago broadcasters like uh, the great Jack Quinlan. Oh, he, now he was uh, Bob Prince, for my money, was the great, and for anybody's money, the greatest baseball broadcaster who's in the book, by the way, several times, even though he was not in New York. But Jack Quinlan in Chicago, who got hit by a car and killed at a very early age, unfortunately, he was sensational. He was tremendous. Jack Quinlan, one of the all-time best. Does anybody down here know who Jack Quinlan was? No. I mean, how can you be here and know anything about the real world? That's my question to you folks. Thank God for computers. Thank God for the Internet. For a lot of these people, it's their first opportunity in life to actually reach out. And have some contact with the real world out there. This ain't the real world down here, believe me. No. No chance. 
Thank God for the Internet, even though it's full of a lot of misinformation, a lot of crap, a lot of wackos, but at least you can reach out with your tentacles and testicles and make some kind of contact with reality. These people down here, I mean, what what have they been muzzled with this tropical, uh, this uh, bizarre, this uh, whatever this is? WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Did you read about Terry Mary being named the coach of the... Yeah, good. I hope they give him a one-way ticket to Norway. That sounds good to me. Yeah. All right, Neil. Pack him some stale eel, too, while you're at it. Okay. Yeah, Terry Murray, he's going to Norway to coach the world or whatever that crap is. What a joke that is. Terry Murray. Say goodbye, Terry. We're going to be singing na-na-na goodbye tonight at the game for the BM and TM boys, for the Murray brothers. Bye-bye, boys. Been nice knowing you. Not. Maybe I'll even bring him a submarine sandwich tonight to the game, the spokesman. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile online. We got a hundred open lines here. I'm doing screenless, and I want to talk to some people from New York that know about Dave Halberstam, all these great guys from New York. They know what I'm talking about here today. Who don't listen to Hot One O Five? Who actually speak English? Who have some idea what the real world is all about, guys? And what are they saying? Yeah. That's what they're saying. Every time I get wound up, just like that guy who was talking to you before, just like that guy. I get wound up and I got some great stuff that really is entertaining and amazing and I expect a tremendous response. What do I get? Yeah. yeah. And you wonder, who? Oh, gee, how come he's always complaining? I'm complaining because I'm trying, I'm reaching out to touch somebody with a brain, to touch them. Even a guy with Bud Lynch was great. Even this last guy, he was sensational, whatever the hell he was talking about. But most of them, it's like, yeah. when's the draft start already, fatso? Huh? <laughs> That's why the draft is so big down here. And you know something? Most of these people couldn't catch pneumonia in a draft. These losers. These low lives, no lives. We got those chia lives that we're going to be selling here for 10 bucks a pop. You pour a little water, even you take a little squirt, squirt, squirt. on it, and the life starts growing right there in front of your eyes. WQAM. Sam Rosen, baby. Is he's he in there? there? He's in there. He's got it. How do you know? He never gets to say anything. <laughs> J.D., uh, he never gets to say three words, J.D., bop, 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 bop. you know, they're scoring goals, and Sam is desperate to open up his, bop, bop, bop. and nice nose, too, Sam, by the way. Ever seen anybody with a nose like that? I, I remember in the, uh... He's, he's definitely got a face for radio, Sam. I he's, remember the late 70s, early 80s, when Cable first came down here, with Jim Gordon and the Big Whistle was doing the game. Oh, really? Yeah. I never saw that. I never saw yeah. Jim Gordon on TV. Barry Beck and uh, the Rangers sucked back then, uh, they made some bad trades. What, what do you mean back then? <laughs> back then, you don't have to turn the clock back for that. They suck best, now. The best, the best announcer the Rangers had on hockey was Marv Albert. That was his best sport. No, the best announcer before your time was Win Elliott. Yeah, but Marv was pretty good. Was I never heard him do hockey? Was he Excellent. good at it? Excellent. He, uh, unlike the asshole down here, he actually told you what was going on. Well, that's the idea. See, that's why anybody that would say Chris Moron's an announcer doesn't know what the sport's the, all about. The best, the best news of the Panthers this year is that is that asshole is out of here. That's right. That's the that's the silver lining in a dark, ugly season is that we say goodbye to Christina Moron. You're absolutely I mean, he, correct. He, he's the worst I ever heard. I mean, how, how they hired that guy? I'll never Beats know. The hell out of him. I think he had naked pictures of uh, somebody in the organization. Of the spokesman? Yeah, the spokesman maybe. Yeah. Okay, pal. Say hi to Win Elliott. Win Elliott. Win Elliott, CBS Sports. He was great. I know before most of your time, you're a bunch of little punks. And that's sad because most of you grew up during this jockocracy crap with a bunch of illiterate ex-jocks like Fran Healy and the highly touted Tim McCarver, who, by the way, Halberstam says wonderful things. Tim McCarver, another one, doesn't add a goddamn thing to the game. He second-guesses every pitch, every play, never shuts up for a second, and adds nothing to the game. Tim McCarver. He should only croak a wicked death. That's how much I despise Tim McCarver. 
And even though I like Dave Halberstam, Dave, believe me, you're way out of line on this one. And according to some of the New Yorkers, at least that one, Marty Glickman sucked too. I, I don't know. I just remember the voice, Morty Glickman, with a real, real heavy New York accent. And I wondered, how could a guy like this with an accent like that possibly be on the air? And then I thought, well, he's in New York. Only we were in Rochester. We didn't speak like that. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Who did the Cubs game before Harry? Who did the Cubs games before Harry? Yes, sir. Uh, Jack Quinlan, but maybe not directly to you. Jack Brickhouse. Brickhouse. The worst. You are. Uh, he wasn't that bad, was he? He was awful. He was, hey, 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 hey. He, he, he was. He was like the Geldy. He was like the Steve Goldstein of baseball. That's how bad Jack Brigham. They should have called him Jack Outhouse. How about the Blues uh, hockey announcer back? Dan to, Kelly. Dan, Dan Kelly, the best, great, right? The great Dan okay. Kelly, whose son now is butchering things up in Colorado. Believe it or not, the unctuous John Kelly, awful. Believe it or not, I played hockey with Yari Curry a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he's old enough to be your grandpa. I not that he's about my age, but um, he said that he thought Wayne would, would retire after this year. Good, he, good. Let him retire Sunday. Let's get it over with. Say, I know you don't like say goodbye, and yeah, let's move on with life. He's a, give he's him a, some give him some credit. He didn't do the big farewell tour, and he didn't want none. But of I like the fair. Mario did it classy. Mario did it good. That was nothing wrong with that. It was it was yeah, fun. He said it was just a big pain, and they have to do that. Why? Every city, every city you go to, they want a, you know a half hour thing before the game. Yeah, you're that. right. Now, yeah, especially with Gretzky, who wants to waste the time. You'll be there tonight. I'll be there. I'll see you. Okay. Great, yeah, get that needle nose out of our lives. Wayne Gretzky's going to retire Sunday. Anybody care? No. Get him out of here. Let's move on with life. He's, he's old news. He's like last year's Matzo, okay? He's stale. He's old. He's on a team for the second year in a row. They stink. They're not making the playoffs. They're not going anywhere. Even Sam Rosen says, get him out of here, please. Oh, they're, start, they're thumping the music again, by the way, down the hall. And just as I said it, it stopped. You're thumping the goddamn music again in the middle of the show at 8, 9.30 in the morning, you jackasses, at Power 96. Larkin on the right wing makes a nice move to Alubavich, coming out in front and rolls in a goal. They score! Wendell Clark rolled it through the legs of a startled Kirk McClain. It's one to nothing. All right. People are watching, women are staring, they're green with envy. But I'm not sharing, some say he's brainless. Not much on talking, not much to look at, but I ain't looking to smell just a little too much. That's all a little too close. His nose is just a little too long. But while they're groaning, I will be moaning, darling. He's got a really big travel trout. The girls will scream if they let it out. He's got a really big trouser trout. I'm fishing for love. He's got a really big trouser trout. That thought can make me just twist and shout. He's got a really big trouser trout. I'm fishing for love. Yeah. <laughs>
21 seconds left. Face off to the right of Tugnut. No score. First period. Muller now against Oates. Back for Roloff. Shot. Scores! Roloff a wrist shot. Drilled it home to make it one nothing Boston with 18 seconds left. 1232 at 560 WQM, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. We're doing screenless so they all crap out during the break because the lines uh, disconnect after 400 rings, and that's good. Then you don't have to wait during all those commercials. Yeah, we're talking about some good stuff, okay, which you don't find too much of it down here. And like I said, if you've got people who pretend to be sports fans and they know nothing about sports casting, then they really aren't sports fans. What do they ever hear? What do they know? What does their life consist of besides a chia life that they have to water ten times a day? that the neighbor has to come over and pee on it to see if they can get anything to sprout. WQAM. That, that, that CityLink uh, article is all wrong. Jeff Rimmer is the best announcer in South Florida. And those seats weren't all that bad. Yeah, okay, thanks, Jeff. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Goodbye, Brian. Goodbye, Brian. Let me tell you something about those seats at the uh, Canada Center. Goodbye, Brian. They stunk. They stunk. WQAM, hello. Did your lovely receptionist give you the Denise type? Yeah, and oh, he says he says shinny hockey on there. Shinny? Yeah, with two ends. Uh, you sure? That's pond hockey. That's what they call that. The old timers they call pond hockey. They used to call shinny hockey. So nice try. But thanks for the tape though. All right. It'll uh, come in handy. Thanks. Really, I know. Thank you. Yeah, it's not. And it's not even a six hour. It's a six and a half hour tape. It's a T one thirty, which is exactly what I am on my security uh, thing on the VCR. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Am I going to watch that thing? No. No. And like, like I'm at the game Saturday night in Toronto, okay? And Rimmer says, oh, did you tape the game? And I keep in mind, I'm up there. Like I'm going to set my VCR to tape a game that I'm going to see live? Of course not. And like I said to him, I said, and if I did tape the game, you think I'm going to tape it off the Sports Channel Florida when I can take it off of the CBC with Bob Cole and Harry Neal and I'm going to tape your telecast, Rimmer? Are you serious? No. WQAM, hello. Yeah, hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm in Boca. Let's go to Boca. Hello. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. No on the draft. Yes yeah. on Rimmer because I would like to see him uh, screw up and bumble around a bunch of times. Uh, and the best uh, announcer, although I hate basketball, is uh, Eric Reed. Thank you. Okay. I've, I've seen Eric Reed 77 times, and he doesn't stop talking through his teeth. He just never stops talking through his teeth. He even whistles he talks through his teeth so much. You know, he, he stopped doing that for a short period of time. I remember a couple of years ago commenting on the year how much he improved because he stopped doing that phony talking through his teeth. They're 76 to 72, and uh, he's back doing it again now. He blows. WQAM. QAM. Going once. WQAM, hello. Yeah, a couple of uh, hockey questions for you. What do you mean hockey? Is this a hockey show? Nah, better than some of the other topics, right? Like what? I've never heard you talk about Pat Foley as a hockey announcer up in Chicago. He's, he's good. Too bad. Pat Foley's good. Very good. And here's the other I question. I hate the Blackhawks, so I have a jaded view, but he's yeah. very good. And you know what? Uh, the Blackhawks and Panthers, the way I see it, Neil, very, very similar. If you look at the attendance at they United suck. Center, yeah. the Blackhawks are really terrible. And you know what? Next year's going to be the same thing at our new arena. Right. Uh, is it going to be tough for one brother to fire another? I know, but let me ask you this. How tough is it for the uh, president of the organization, Bill Torrey, to fire both brothers and make a package deal? Oh! Tomorrow. Right. 
Two, two, two pink slips for the price of one. Even Marv Albert would go for that. Five six seven oh five sixty. It's our my last game. I realize we have one more Saturday, which I gave the tickets away to on the air today. Last Panther game of the year for some of us. The Panthers and those frogs, the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Did we find out if Beth Cohen is singing the national anthem, by the way? Does anybody no. the answer to that? Huh? Don't we No. Yeah, if she's because if she's not singing, I may have to uh, stay home. Unless that young Schwarzer guy, he's good too. Uh, Sean Ebron, Ebron, Hebron, Hebrew. I think it's Sean Hebrew. He's a Jewish Schwarzer. He's going to be singing tonight, maybe. And and even if uh, Aaron Bergell, if they brought him back, he must have had a falling out with Wayne or something. Now he's not the one that's married to Wayne's son, is he? WQAM. Hello. You do know that, don't you? WQAM. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Speaking. Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Isn't that pathetic? Isn't that pathetic? They get on, and then it's like, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. And back to you. Back in you. WQAM. Hello. WQAM, hello. See, now we have a bunch of copycat morons. No, we don't. No, we don't. So well, what, what was the delay there? What's the problem? I had my radio on. I well, turn that stupid off. radio off. What time do you listen to the radio? What do you listen to? Paul uh, Castanova doing repeats of this show? <laughs> he does do that. Yes, he does. He does repeats of every show. <laughs> hey, uh... Are you sure? Positive. But, 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 uh, a while back, some guy called and uh, said you could get Bob and Tom in uh, Fort Lauderdale. And I've been listening to them on the way to work, and they are great. What did I tell you? Oh, man, they are Best awesome. morning show in America is Bob and Tom. Absolutely. They're hysterical. They're original. They don't just bring on, you know, lesbians every morning waiting for you to grab <laughs> yourself, your stick ship. They're, they're really funny. Absolutely. And they are great. And you're God. And God bless you. Have a good day. Now, how come they didn't get a mention here, by the way? I didn't see. I didn't scour through the City Link thing. How come Bob and Tom don't get no mention, huh? Because they're too busy sucking Howard's ass in the City Link. Because it's a Broward thing, and they figure all the New Yorkers. We don't have no New Yorkers. You notice that? Two things in this audience. We don't have any Jews, and we have no New Yorkers, and maybe there's some crossover there. You think so? It might be a uh-huh. little crossover. We don't have either, any of either one. I asked questions about the Jewish things, like Pesach. Remember the other day? Nothing. Oh, by the way, Jew, uh, George's crazy Jewish accountant called this morning and did wonderful things for him, and he's still crazier than a bed bug and a Stone Age goofball, and I'm embarrassed and humiliated that he's walking around taking up good space. Now, now that now that he's done his thing for you this year and straightened that problem you had, got, got your money coming back from the government, can't we just say goodbye to him now? Can't we send him abroad? Send him two or three broads, okay? Like yeah. Probably an old pervert, if you ask me, a young pervert. Orthodox my ass. Oh, no, not for you. Not for you, David. Maniac. Hey, you never know. Crazy Jews with a beard and that uh, yarn, that schmata on. The only thing I know is he's been laying too much... The filling. Like my doctor the other day with that tourniquet. Oh, I don't want to go back into that again because Dr. Mark will get upset. He's a good guy. He just uh, had a stressful day. Jeff Bush. Look who's back. Yeah. Look what's up, Doc. <laughs> Bugs Bunny and the whole gang is back in a full-length motion picture that the adults are sure to love. Be very, very quiet. I'm about to do me a wabbit. <laughs> Siskel and Ebert say leave the kids home for this one. Bugs Bunny.
funny stars in Bugs Bunny's wackiness moments. <laughs> Ain't I a stinker? Coming soon in a theater near you. Ah, uh, Richie Hefner. Well, he gave one. You suppose he can grab one? Yeah. How about a ding-a-ling? He give it, and he take it away. He hits one out of here now. This would be some kind of pandemonium. And why not? Here's the one-two pitch from Marichal. And there's a ball hit deep to right field. Back to his body, Bonds. And he can't get it. It's a good ball. Well, like you hear me say, he give us anything. And he just gave us the lead on a home run. His first in the series. Bobby Bonds leaps high. And it's just an over the glove. And the Pirates lead. Two to one. Unbelievable. Okay, Bob Prince, the greatest of them all. I get goosebumps. I get hair hair on my sphincter starts uh, growing. 1245 at 560 WQM. Do these people know Bob Prince? No. Do they know uh, Prince? No. Formerly known as? No. Yeah, that was the announcer formerly known as Bob Prince. Uh. WQAM. Hey, Neil God. How, How are you doing, sir? Big alert. Massive. It's a, it's a freaking pig convention. I-75 going south from, like, a commercial down through Oakland. I swear there's, like, oh, over a dozen of them. Yeah. Multi-agency. It's uh, FHP, who I used to have high regard for, but... Why is that? Why did you have... They, they do nothing but write tickets. They don't do anything useful. Yeah, but they seem to be professionals no, for the most part. No, they are professional ticket writers. That's right. They don't do a goddamn thing, the FHP. That's oh, the my thing. God. The bad ones are the FHP. Yeah, well, they I do got nothing but write tickets. That. That's the only goddamn thing they do is write tickets. And you know they write tickets for things that aren't even illegal. Mike. Well, in rental knows. vehicles. No, if you rent a car, right? Yeah. I got pulled over in a rental van. It was a lease with a in company a vehicle. Van? Huh? Yeah. And uh, the decal on the tag didn't match the tag. Florida statute: If you're a company that has over a thousand vehicles, the decals don't need to match the the tag. Yeah. So he writes me a. A citation for expired tag because it's not the right decal. Citation, and Triple Crown, 1948. Felonious uh, decal. Yeah. Criminal offense. A felonious decal? Yeah, it was the wrong decal. Is he related like to felonious monk? Said I was committing fraud. Well, don't do it again. Okay. This guy's all bent out of shape. And he thought they were good guys. Does anybody else think the FHP no. are good guys? No. Not anybody with a brain. I guess you learned your lesson the hard way, pal. 567 0560, pound 560 on the Mobile One line. A screenless Wednesday? Just the way I like it? No, it's good. It gets, keeps them on their toes, like that little poll we had this morning. About those great hockey shows. Should we ever have another hockey show? And they said, They stunk. Don't do it again. Not if you want to stay on the air, mister. Here's uh, something. QAM, hello. Speaking of the pigs, they're going to be voting up in Assahassee about uh, pulling you over now just for no reason if you're not wearing your seatbelt. Yeah, I know that. that. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? And you know, that they're, you know that they're going to say yes. They're, they're going to yeah. look, look very high. All the goody two-shoes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. you got to wear your seatbelt. No crime in Florida, but if you don't have your seatbelt on, you go and you Well, I'm, I'm going to get one of those that you one of those phony ones, you know, that uh, is like a cardboard thing you put on your chest. I'm going to get a note from my doctor that says i got a separated shoulder. How's that? Is that actually, I'm going to get a note from my doctor, too, okay? It's the least he can do for me. After, as far you know, as the, uh, I wasted pan- all that time the other day. As far as the Panther game tonight, uh, make sure they show that same clip that from Meatballs. It just doesn't matter. Okay. Just- yeah, it does matter. It matters a lot. That's why we're firing the coach and his brother, the BM, the GM. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. WQAM.
<laughs> that was good. That was a helium -maticon. That was beautiful. Gracias. WQAM. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hi. I'm here. I'm here too. Oh, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Hi, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I knew Bob Prince. I'm from Pittsburgh. All right. And um, that gave me chills what you just played. Was it great? His daughter was a friend of mine. See, the problem with uh, with the Bob Prince cuts, I can't get any of this stuff because his wife, I don't know if you know this or not. No. But she had the rights to all of his tapes and everything. Yeah. And so, it, you know, I've had people contact KDKA, and I've had people contact the pirate organization, and my good friend Mike Lang from Pittsburgh uh, tried to get me some stuff. You can't get it because uh, most of the stuff you get is recreated, which is all phony. It doesn't really sound good. That clip that I just played, I think that's one of only two real cuts that I've ever got that were like from a real game from Bob Prince. The other stuff they've got is uh, recreated. It's all phony. Oh, that's really too bad. Yeah, he was the best. There was, there was nothing like sitting on a summer evening out on the porch listening to uh, Prince uh, call the game. It was fabulous. He was uh, the, the greatest. There, there, nobody is even close. And, you know, you know the either, I don't know if it's KDK or the Pirates fired him. Yeah. Um, and Pittsburgh. And they, 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 riot, they just about had riots. They I was there. Right. I was there. There was, was a parade. It's KDK. They were picketing against Westinghouse. In fact, that's all in uh, Halberstam's book about that. I'm going to have to read that. Why, what, why does he have Prince in there? Just because he was the best, or was he ever in New York? Uh, he was in New York. He talks about, in fact, the day that uh, uh, Bobby Thompson hit the home run and Russ Hodges made that famous call, you know, the Giants win the pennant. Right. Well, Bob Prince was visiting the city. He was there to see the uh, playoff game. And he was in the booth with Hodges, and at the end of the game, after Hodges called the home run, he got so hysterical that he ran out of there, and during the commercial break, he said to Prince, you take it and do the wrap-up. And even though he was sitting there in New York, Bob Prince did the wrap-up on that. But he's mentioned several times in the book. That's a wonderful story. He was a great guy. Um, he was a lot of fun. And, and uh, a great collection of suits. He was, either him or Lindsey Nelson had the best collection of suits in the, the universe. I know. It was really funny. But yeah. he was a good guy, and he, he was the best. The people, like you said, people down here just listen to Vanilla Announcers well, well, I mean, what you heard that I played a minute ago, I mean, that was real excitement. He was, you know, us, we. I mean, like, he was part of the team. He he really believed it, as opposed to this Joe Angel guy who put on this fake excitement. Even on the promos, you hear this stage fake excitement a la John Miller, you know. In fact, we're going to start calling Joe, uh, Joe Angel uh, John Miller Jr., because that's what he wants to be, you know. Fake excitement. He's saying, say, you know, he does all this phony. He, he's a frustrated Shakespearean actor, I think, or something. And it's just embarrassing because he could be pretty good. He's got a good voice, but he just makes me ill. Well, I think you can just kiss him goodbye. Okay. Okay, bye. See ya. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Open the window, admin. Here it comes. That's what Peter North used to say. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay. Okay. I don't know if you mentioned yet, but uh, the guy who does the Penguins games, Who's that? Announcer. He's what? Uh, the guy who does the, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins games. Who's that? I, jeez, I don't even know his name, but he's excellent. Hell of a lot better than Rimjob. You don't know his name? No. Uh, I got the small dish and just started watching all the games and, you know, all I know is the guy. The guy is like one of the best hockey announcers I've heard. Yeah. So... That's about it. Okay. What are you playing that what? one for? I got. Yager's trying to get the thing with the lead. Goes behind the net. All the way around to the near side. Desjardins is on him. Frank is trying to reach in and get it. He can't. Right point. Zubon will he shoot it? He takes the shot. Now lets it go and it bounces into the left wing corner. 
Michael Lenberg going for it. Here's Sanchez at the last point. Hamer's got two assists in it. Zubov turns around. Left the man on the foot. He turns. Left right in front. Here's Sanchez right there. Shot at the side of the goal. Oh, Peter had a great chance to give the Penguins the lead. Here's Yager in front. Sanchez there. He shows the score. Peter Nedved makes it 5-4. Penguins. Oh, look out, Loretta. So what's his name? 1252 at 560 WQAM. I mean, what do these people down here know? And even, you know, even the people on this station, that's one of the reasons I find it so painful trying to listen to the various day parts on this station, many of them, because they don't, they don't have a satellite dish. They don't watch the out of town broadcast. And they don't know from these people. They wouldn't know Joe Bowen from Jimmy Bowen, okay? Remember Jimmy Bowen? I'm sticking with you. Huh? Of course not. See what I mean? You don't know. All you know is, uh, what's her name with the uh, bananas on her head? Carmen Miranda. WQAM. How much you kill? Yeah, right. QAM. Hey, George? Yeah. Uh, I'll speak to Neil. I'm, I'm, I'm mobile in Miami. Okay, let's go to a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Is that you? That's me. No, this ain't Neil. Okay, it's not me. It's uh, Moishi Puffick. Yes, it's me, sir. This is your big Oh, cat. Neil, I just wanted to, I just wanted to uh, see if there was any reference in the book to Fred Capicello. Well, he wasn't the radio announcer. But I'll, I'll look in the index. He was a, he was a great race caller, but he wasn't a uh, Freddie Capicello. The answer is no. No. Why would he be in the book? The book is see what I mean? See what I mean? The book is sports on New York radio, a play-by-play history. It's not about race callers. Next, he's going to be telling me about Bullet Bob Meyer and how about uh, Marty uh, Glickman used to do the races at Yonkers Raceway. If he would have told me that, then we'd have had something to talk about. Do we have something to talk about? No. No. Fred Capicello. It is now post time. That's the only thing. That, that's the only. That's his legacy. Those are the only words. In fact, they said that on his deathbed when he took his last breath. Fred Capicello said, "It is now post time." Oi! And that was that. Oy. That was it. That was it. It was okay. It was no Phil Saltzman. WQAM. Hello. How about those players? Okay, whatever you say, sir. Couldn't hear it because it was a crappy phone. WQAM. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Um, my girlfriend's a nurse, and she says before you die, the doctors milk every last cent out of you they can get out of you. Yeah. You know, with the bark and deal. And, uh, and, or oh, so in other words, that, maybe that's why they don't like Dr. Jack. That's it. They don't want quick and painless. They want long and tedious and expensive. That's right. Good point. Excellent. Give her a big kiss for us. Excellent point, sweetheart. Yeah, that's right. They don't want easy. I mean, if there's one person in this audience that thinks that Dr. Jack should have gone to jail, then I say we take care of you right now, okay, you assholes? I mean, when you don't even have a right to decide when you want to die, okay, that tells you what kind of a repressive goddamn country this is with a bunch of religious nuts running around telling everybody what the hell to do, okay? When somebody says, I'm dying over here, then leave them alone and let them do it. Oh, no, you don't understand. You are breaking the law. Boy, you have a lot of chutzpah. Yeah, a bunch of goyim up there using the chutzpah, words that they don't, can't pronounce, don't even know what it means. That's what the judge said. When she gave the sentence the other day, she looked him straight in the eye and said, Boy, does he have a lot of chutzpah. Yes. Couldn't even say it right, bitch. 1255 at 560 WQAM. Man, we're getting them all in there today. Bob Prince, Mike Lang, Joe Bowen, Fred Cusick. We're talking real living and breathing cities with real living and breathing fans and places where people have got some idea what's going on and didn't all just hop off a banana boat with a green card and a goddamn illegal alien slip under their pants. What a, what a place. What an unbelievable place. The only idea, their idea of an exciting time here is golf. That's their idea of excitement. Oh, yeah, you can play golf year-round. That's the problem. 
That's not a positive here. That's the problem here is we got people playing golf year-round. You know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to have uh, golf tournaments named after each of my dogs. Yeah, the tiny golf tournament. We had like a miniature golf and the Winnie golf tournament. Why not? Everybody else got golf tournaments named after Let, Let's start uh, having golf tournaments like Andy Williams. Huh? <laughs> It's not just the one to two hour, it's a phenomenon! Tonight, the History Channel goes in search of cultural heritage in South Florida, birthplace of the early bird, and home to the world's oldest Buick dealership. Travel with us to the land of Pompano to learn more about famous landmarks such as I Love Lucite, Noodle Kadoodle, Chuck Zink, and Scoogans. Discover South Florida, the place where no one gives a shit. Tonight on the History Channel. 101 at 560 WQAM. So since the cops continue wanting to enforce the seatbelt crap, I've created a solution to this problem for those who wish not to wear seatbelts. Seatbelt shirts. Oh, they've already got those. Good idea. Somebody already beat you to it. A white Hanes T-shirt with an embroidered belt crossing from right side to left. Color of belt or shirt can be customized to match the interior of your car. Proposed price $9.99 from Mario. Well, Mario, I hate to break the news to you, but good idea. A little bit too late. They already have those. They got all kinds of Trotskys you can wear with phony seatbelt things. Now, what, what do they do to you if they uh, happen to pull you over and you're wearing a phony seatbelt T-shirt? I think what they do is... 5670560. By the way, uh, back to the city link since we've had so much response on this thing. Not Best chocolate dessert, Armadillo Cafe's chocolate fritters. What about their creme brulee? Is that, uh, that's pretty damn good too, you know? Um, where's all the good food stuff in here, goddammit? Where's the really, uh, best downtown lunch, the dancing bear in Fort Lauderdale? First of all, who the hell goes to downtown Fort Lauderdale? Anybody with a brain? No. Maybe a bunch of lawyers. Lawyers and criminals who have to go to court down there. There's the only way people go downtown Fort Lauderdale and drug dealers. Is there a downtown no. Fort Lauderdale? I don't think so. Best spot to close product. I mean, there's all these things. Yeah, that's why best place for what? Best restaurant for uh, Italian dining, moderate and Broward, Trevi Trattoria. See, I never heard of any of the places in here. I have a best restaurant that delivers Juan's Mandarin House in Hollywood. I'll second that. Well, you've been there? Well, I've been there, get food from there all the time delivered. You had one? Yes. How about a uh, how about a um, uh, uh, egg foo young, with no uh, with no sauce? <laughs> See, I don't. You're wrong about that. Egg foo young is egg foo young with or without the sauce. The foo young is not the uh, sauce. It's the active ingredient. With the, the young sauce. Young of the egg foo young. Did you ever have any young sauce? No, just old. WQAM. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how about uh, the number one Ernie Harwell? What about him? Don't you think he's a good announcer? I already mentioned Ernie Harwell. Oh, you did? I didn't hear about we're that. Not, we're not just talking about We're talking about a book, Sports on New York Radio, Play-by-Play History by Dave Halberstam. I mentioned Ernie Harwell, and, of course, he did the Giants, so he was in the book. He's from New York. He right. was in New York, but not from there. Well, I was going to say, because most of these people wouldn't know Wayne Elliott from Sonny Elliott, so I wasn't sure. That's what I just said. Yeah. Okay, thanks. 5670, oh, there's a guy doing my material. It must be Paul Craston over as a grandpa. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. WQAM. QAM, going once. WQAM, hello. WQAM. Yes, Neil there. Speaking. Neil. Yes. How you doing? I was uh, 
I found out that Monica Lewinsky is coming to Liberty's in Boca. Yeah. I was wondering what you thought about, uh, you think um, it would be okay if we brought down you know, boxes of cigars there for her to sign? Do I think it would be okay? In other words, you're calling for my permission. Ask Mommy and see what she thinks. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I don't care about Monica. Does anybody else care about Monica? No. Are we sick and tired of Monica? Yes. Have we had it up to our ass, up to our ears, up to our elbows? Yes. No more Monica, okay? Tell her to blow it out her ass. Miserable bitch. Running around, prancing around. She's at the Oscars. She's here. She's there. Slut. A cheap slut who went with her presidential knee pad, who gets a free pass from the media. A cheap, disgusting, fat slut. She's very sensitive about her weight, you know. A big, fat Porky pig slut. She's fatter than those petunia pigs that stick their nose up against the glass at the Macarena waiting for the players to come out and practice it. That's the closest they'll ever get to any guy with a... Right, exactly. That's what she reminds me of is those petunia pigs. And by the way, isn't it ironic that her good buddy was was Linda Tripp? Can you see them, the two of them together at a buffet? WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. You're a faggot. Okay. Oh, there's a bullet for you. I'm a faggot. Write that down. April 14, 1999. I'm a faggot. Am I a faggot? Yes. And next point, WQAM. Hello, Neil. Yes. How are you, darling? What can I do for you, sir? Oh, Neil. Well, uh-huh, like I said, WQAM, hello. Yes, Neil, please. Speaking. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Sound different on the radio. Well, it may sound different on the radio, but this is the best I can do. So you sound different on the phone. Thank you. What can I do I for you? I think you're sexy, and I want. Yeah. What you. can we do for you? Huh? See, this is the same old crap again. They got no material. They hear the one that preceded them, and then they pick up the real bad stuff, and it gets worse and worse, and it smells worse and worse. You can smell it right through the speaker. WQAM. Yeah. Can I get on with Neil, please? Speaking. Hello. Let me say it again. Speaking, speaking. This is me. This is I. How you doing today? Great. I wanted to talk about the uh, CoQ10, something that's worth talking about. What do you mean that's worth talking about? What does that mean? Well, I'm just saying I've been taking it for a while, and it, it is seems to be a big improvement. I heard you say that, you know, you were pretty pleased I with it, I take it too. every day. I'm ecstatic with it. I think it's very important. My my pulse is down to like a, by a tremendous amount, and I, I think it's doing good for me. Yeah, I'm just feeling a lot better. I just wanted to... Give you the same good news. I'm feeling a lot better with it, too, so thanks a lot. Excellent. How much are you taking every day? I take the uh, 100 milligram. That's all? Well, I, that's that's what my uh, doctor told me. Was, I think they come in smaller dosages, but I'm taking 100 a day every okay. morning, and take, I'm feeling I take, good. I take 200 a day, which is oh, you, what uh, Atkins says in the book, and now that's doing oh, great for me. I'm not on the Atkins. I'm just trying to do my heart some good because I had some uh, problems with it. But well, You know, this book I was reading from before, this, um, whatever, the Heart Revolution, this guy is very, very big, Dr. McCulley on CoQ10. This is very important, great stuff. I'd like to try to get, what's the name of the book again? The name of the book is The Heart Revolution. It's a hardcover, Heart Revolution, Dr. Kilmer McCulley, MD. Excellent I need book. to get that because I've, I've been having a little problem. So I'm feeling better, though. So I just, uh, when I heard you talk about it, it sort of made me feel good that heard that you are feeling better, so I'm I guess mine's great. working, too. Okay, keep it up. Thanks so much. You bet. Bye-bye. 108 at 560 WQ as we try to nurse ourselves back to health. Don't wait for your doctor to nurse you back to health. That ain't going to happen, is it? No.
Disadvantage bar here, just to get it out of the way to finish these off, okay, so they're not laying around, so no unsuspecting slob comes in here, like Josh Friedman. We wouldn't want him sticking one in his, uh, Rectum. you know. These things are grotesque. The Atkins Disadvantage Bar, take it from me, don't ever put this anywhere near your puss. And God, don't stick it near your mouth, you might eat it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You know, I should have known, well, I, I, see, I can't really know. To a degree, I know it, but subconsciously, I have to keep, I have to block it out. Because if I ever fully accept the notion, not the notion, the reality of what this place is all about, then I, I couldn't continue. I could not do this. So I have to keep conning myself. There's a little part of my brain that continues conning me into believing that maybe something is going to change. Is it going to change no. after 23 years? No. But the proof in the pudding was yesterday, I read what I thought was a really neat column by Howard Kleinberg about the famous restaurant. Okay, now granted, it closed a long time ago, 18 years ago, but I'm thinking to myself coming to work this morning, if you were like 30 in 1981, today you're 48. We got plenty of people listening to our 48. If you were 25, you're 43, right? If you were 20, you're 38. We don't have to be an old fart to remember the famous. Did we have one call about the famous? No. Did anybody give a crap about the greatest goddamn restaurant that was ever here? No. And about the seltzer water and the whole, the whole thing. What the hell was that? You didn't hear that beep? What was that? I didn't hear it. We just had a beep. We just had a... The no, deal. not that. Get out of here with this. What's going on over here? We just had a beep. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, had... That's what we had. A spontaneous... We got pukes and pops and beeps and bleeps and... And you didn't even hear it. WQAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Okay. Uh, the best uh, Italian restaurant in Hollywood near 441. Galvin's Italian Restaurant. What is it? Galvin's Italian Restaurant. Galvin? Yes, sir. Best crazy bread around. Yes. Excellent. You got to go try it. It's right on the corner of 441 and Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. Thank you so much, thank sir. Okay. I'm a little distracted here because that time you did hear the beep. What is that? It's the fact. Was that a paper? Or ink. Oh, it's out of ink. The fax machine is beeping back here, so we got to put some ink in it. So that schmuck that wrote uh, Rimmer No, Rimmer No 50 million times and wasted 85 pages of fax paper, you know, I mean, maybe my doctor is going to fax those blood test results over here sometime today, which he called me yesterday, which is very nice. But I'd like to see the whole thing, you know. Like Jack Webb used to say, just the fax, please, Doc. Maybe he'll fax that over when the fax machine is working again a couple minutes after you ink it up again. What? Uh-uh, what? We don't have any ink? Well, what do you mean you don't have any ink? You don't have any in there? What kind of a... 
fucking place is this anyway, you know? I mean, you would think a paper clip, you know, any, anything. Do we have it? No. Anybody know where it is? No. Anybody got a hold of anything in this joint? No. Everything. Just like yesterday morning, which I didn't even mention on the show yesterday, the satellite goes out. And other goddamn fax machines back here. Are you sure that's what it is? I unplugged it, yeah. But I don't hear the beep coming from over there. I don't think that's what the problem is. Where do you hear it? It's coming from over to my right. It's not coming from the fax machine. Did you, and you unplugged it. I bet you the my Dr. Mark's going to fax me my stuff now and you unplug the goddamn fax machine. It's coming from the right. WQAM, Nuthouse, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I got a couple things. Uh, first of all, I grew up in Philly. Uh, Gene Hart, I liked him. I didn't hear anybody else, but I like Gene. Yeah, he's in the book. Um, too many tasty cakes for Gene. Too many. He, yeah, he couldn't even them. get up and down the stairs anymore. They used oh. to have to put him in a wheelbarrow and bring him up. He loved those tasty cakes. Yeah. I got something for you in the... Uh, I mean, that was so Bush League, man. Every time the Philly Flyers would score, I'd go, another tasty, tasty. I, I know the sponsor wanted that, but that was well, so Bush League. I know that, but that was Bush League. I hated that. So I got something for you in the New York Post today. Two yeah. things. One, it's about Larry King. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Tribune gossip column is claiming that before King goes on the air at CNN, he has a stylist painted scalp to make up for his thinning hair. Really? Yeah, that's what it says here. I don't have a bone spot. Page 9 today. I don't have a bone spot. He, he does. The other thing is that uh, Groton... I don't have a bone spot. Yeah. He does. Groton... And nothing to do with that. The Go prep ahead. school is having a wrestling homosexual problem right now. Mm-hmm. It says that... The, Isn't that redundant? It, it might be, yes. It said that the pupils in the chapel on April 1, he, they talked about reports. You see, this is Polk, the guy who's the uh, chancellor. Um the line separating wrestling from horseplay and groping has been crossed. An old Grotonian who passed along the letter claims that in his day, the wrestling room was always known as the passion pit for horny young men. Right. When they went co-ed in the 70s, it was supposed to settle down those raging hormones. I guess nothing's changed, what they said. Okay, thanks for the good news. Just after I thought we had them all straightened out with that, sir, I read the other day about the guy with the, uh, his captain's penis on his arm. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. So I guess the beeping has stopped. I have no idea what that was. Well, it wasn't over there. It was somewhere over there, which there's nothing over there that ought to be beeping, but it was uh, over there. Remember that song, Over There? Remember that? Of course not. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes? I have a chihuahua. What is a... WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I don't know what's worse, um, Rimmer Show or Andy from Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I do. What? Andy from Hollywood. Not a contest. He's worse. He's worse than a major disease. Can, like he's worse than terminal illness of any kind that you can name. What's his deal? I don't understand. What him. is his deal? He has no life. That is his deal. He has no life. You cannot say goodbye to him. He's like Greg from Boynton Beach. In fact, they're even buddies together. All these chronics, they have like a little grab ass fraternity with each other. They call each other. They play with each other. He's a no life. A low life. No life. A scumbag. They, do they? Ha- they have to be at the games, don't they? Huh? Doesn't Andy? Ha- Not anymore. He didn't come. Uh, he, the last uh, game or game before that, he like wandered by. Oh, we're still friends. I say, yeah, get out of here. Well, how'd you know what he looked like? Huh? How'd you know what he looked like? Because he's because he was coming by for a while. I didn't know who. Why I didn't I didn't register that it was him? The same asshole on the phone until he identified himself. I mean, he just like it, it's like 
borderline annoying. No, know? no, he's not borderline annoying. He's way over the borderline. Even Madonna never saw a borderline like him. He's over the border, sir. He's annoying. He's disgusting. He makes me want to puke. I'd rather finish eating this at, at disadvantage bar. Look at that. I ate the whole thing. And it tastes like crap. <laughs> oh, God. I'd rather croak than eat another one of these. And George is wondering, how come you ate it? I don't know. I felt like it. What's sitting here? Man, I'd rather eat, uh, speaking of that guy with his chihuahua, I'd rather eat a half a pound of chihuahua droppings than this. Garbage. Man, Dr. Atkins, how could you put your name on something that is so grotesque? Gee, how could you do it? Gee whiz. And that's what I'm actually do, too, by the way. If you eat enough of that, actually whiz a lot. 5670560. Uh, QAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I know an Italian restaurant you've been to. It's called Pinga and Dentro to Walk. Yeah, how Pinga this, okay? One track Cuban and another one. One track mine. Pinga, 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 Pinga. That's it. Uh, you, I, I'd be embarrassed. I don't know why you're such a militant. I was a New Yorker. What are you talking about? No, it was, not, it was, it was a Cuban. It was a Cuban. New York it was a Cuban. Say it's ours. Cuban. Cuban. And by the way, no Cuban has ever owned a brown Toyota Corolla, old Corolla. No, because they can't afford it. Uh-huh. QAM, not the Marielitos. QAM, hello. What the hell is that, Neil? <laughs> it's the only place in America you always see people going up and down the street still in their rubber raft. Unbelievable. Thank God we're right down by sea level. Neil, I overheard that um, that Monica's coming to town. The what? Monica is coming to town. Monica is coming to town? Oh, Monica Lewinsky. And? Is she? I don't know, and I don't care. Well, in a second... Do you, do you um, care whether she's coming to town? Well, as a matter of fact, I wanted to get an autograph. For what? Well, it's a collectible. Yeah, okay. Good luck to you, sir. Another no life. Send him a Chia life. We're going to start taking phone numbers. All you people with no lives at all, we'll send you a Chia life, okay? Maybe you can sprout something, although I doubt it. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. Um, Just a little note for you and your callers about a Y2K situation. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, another okay, wait, wait, let me get my shovel out. Okay. <laughs> Real quick, uh-huh. um, got an email this morning from a good friend of mine in Hawaii, nevertheless. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Um, How's Jack Lord doing? It's about these, doing great. Um, it's about um, VCR setup, and people who um, are selling VCRs are telling most of the consumers that they can not um, advance record anything mm-hmm. once the year 2000 comes unless you get one that's updated. So you need to buy one, a new one to update it. That's not true. Yeah. The thing that everybody needs to do is set your VCRs back to 1972. That the same calendar year exists as the year 2000. Right. Well, and you'll never have to buy another VCR until it breaks, obviously. So then you won't have a Why? 2K problem. <laughs> so, that's okay. just a little note to pass along. Thanks a lot, Neil. Thank you so much. All righty. There you go. There's some good advice for you, okay? There's some sound advice. Instead of getting ripped off and going out and throwing your VCR in the trash. And probably whoever told you that wants to go and check your trash in the morning while you're sleeping and pick all your old appliances out of there that you threw out because they fed you a bunch of horse crap. So tragically said. You know, in Denver just a couple of days ago, I told you they tested the whole thing with the Y2K with the power and the... Uh... Now, what was that? What What is doing the beeping? It's something over here. It's either in the... Uh... It's in one of these things over here. Now, and, uh, did you plug this back in, by the way? No. No. Disconnected me from the outside world on my fax machine that I'm waiting breathlessly for something that I actually might have some interest in. 
and there's a beeping coming from like uh, either the DCS or there's a monitor down here or the phone or the bottles of water on the floor from the Culligan man. Something is beeping over here, okay? It might be what? How could it be the phone? Hey, it might as well be unplugged, okay? Maybe the phone is rebelling against the screenless. I don't have any idea. It's the Greg Reed effing way, man. The Bush League, the cheapest, the most amateur hour, the most Bush League. And these people that work in this joint, I've never seen such a bunch of hunderlings in my life. Whatever swill he throws their way, they just got their tongue out all the way on the floor. I come in here in the morning, and they're all out there with their tongues, lapping it off the floor. Oh, yes, Greg. Yes, Massa. Yes, Massa. Whatever you say, Massa. And he's going, huh? He's scratching that spot on his head. Huh? WQAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I remember the famous. Here's uh, a guy who remembers a restaurant that's worth talking about. And I remember the cafeteria that was right down the street from it. What's that? I don't remember the name of it. I just remember going there. Yeah. It was a real uh, Fakafala used to hang out there a lot. But it was a very good cafeteria, and the restaurant no, was But there. I'm not talking about a cafeteria. I'm talking about the famous. Who cares about a cafeteria? Well, you got to remember it. It was right down the street, right on Collins. Yeah, good. So is some derelicts right down the street, too. Okay. Here's the guy that remembers the famous, and he wants, does he want to talk about it? No, he wants to talk about a cafeteria. Does he know the name of it? No. No. That's, there you go. Oh, send him a cheer life, okay? Send this guy two cheer lives in case the first one commits suicide. Even without Dr. Jack. Man, that was a great call, sir. God bless you for letting all our visitors understand what this place is all about. That was beautiful. What What is that? Fast machine ink. I'll change it in a second. But we, that's not the problem. But we'll, oh, it's uh, still out of ink. Don't uh, let him take it away, though. We, once we get a hold of it, don't uh, take it away. We'll never see it again. There's a beeping over on this side. There's something beeping. Not now, like intermittently. Every now and then, like, uh, <coughs> yeah, once in a while. Maybe it's Josh Friedman. Maybe he's in the air. Maybe it's Fat Boy. Maybe he's in the other room and he's beeping on it. How are you airing shit like this? I'm dreaming of a white neighbor Just like the ones I used to know Yes. Where the lawns were trimmed and cars had rims, it seemed so very long ago. I'm dreaming of a white neighbor. All right. With every four still sign I'm right. Thirty-two at five sixty. WQM got the Goldberg show two from uh, Shula State. Two six o'clock. We got Donnie B talking baseball. Any interest? No. And six thirty-five. We got the Marlins and the Mets in New York again. Another disaster coming up. And also we got the uh, Panthers on seven ninety on Waxy. Panthers and what does that say? 
Oh, they got the right team. Montreal Canadiens, our last game at the arena for some of us at the Mac Arena. They will play Tampa Bay on Saturday. Are we going to that? No. Not if you got a brain. Not if you have any kind of a life at all. WQAM, hello. I'm just here to defend myself. The indefensible, okay? Asshole. Major, obnoxious, oozing, disgusting asshole. WQAM, hello. Yeah. Is this Neil? Yes, sir. Neil, did they mention Piper High in that book at all? KPX? In what book? The best of. Oh, did they mention Piper Rye in the uh, City Link? Yes. Not that I saw. Okay. Now, they said the best station was Zeta. Okay. I think Casanova paid him off or else, uh, you know, blew somebody over there for this one. Because they gave us Zeta. They were raving about Zeta. Anybody I know listen to Zeta? No. No. I remember when Zeta used to be good in the morning. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Do you know of any good Hawaiian restaurants in the neighborhood? Yeah, Mona Kai. WQAM, hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I got one for you. Jeans 5 and 10 restaurant. What is it? Jeans 5 and 10 in North Miami. Uh-huh, chronic. Uh-huh, chronic. What do you, you mean? That's one of the chronic coolios. Don't you yeah, recognize that voice? What's that, Jeans well, 5 Who knows? It doesn't make any difference what it is. It's nothing. It's caca. It's like everything that comes out of his mouth. It's that. <laughs> Comes out of every orifice in his body. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. What's up with your Gatamish book? How you doing? Okay. You're looking for good old restaurants? No, I'm not. I was I said the fa- I was talking about an article about the famous restaurant. I'm not looking for a good old restaurant. I'm talking about a specific old restaurant, and I get a guy that tells me about a cafeteria up the road somewhere where they're eating horse meat or something. Well, g- g- give me a little clue, and I could probably tell you what it is. I know everything. A about clue it. of what? Uh, what's the old one you're looking for? What, what does that mean? What, what does that mean? <laughs> All right, let me cut to the chase. Can I have the tickets? The tickets for what? Lightning. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Hey, Neil, what's going on? How you doing, sir? Hey, let me ask you a question. I always hear you uh, poke fun of uh, Book Shami. Yeah. Uh, how big is the man? 480. For, for real? 57480. 56530. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Five hey. foot three, six hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> now, what, what would you say the boosters going these days? Four hundred easy. And how tall is he? No, wait a minute. I'm asking Joe Costello. Three eighty. Three ten, my ass. And believe me, my ass is about three ten. I'd say three thirty. Wow. And he's, he's a, what he's about five enormous. eight? Huh? Five eight. Five three. No. Like the beast, yeah. So he's, he's sort of like uh, what's the guy for Channel Six? Um, Dave Game. Oh no, Dave Game is much taller. <laughs> Big Shabby comes up to Dave Game's puppet. <laughs> hey, I remember when you were pretty fat, man. I saw you like about 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. Hey, you did a pretty good job. No, I'm not like Boo Shabby, sir. I have never, and, and believe me, I looked like a, a big fat slob when I was that fat. I was a big fat slob. Yeah, you were. I'm a little chubby now, but not like that. <laughs> around this part, they call me slim around here now. <laughs> well, if you want to look good, just stand next to Boo. Okay. All right, have a good one. Thanks. Good. Joe had a good idea. We could do an office pool. Guess Boog's weight and have a weigh-in on your scale there. Oh, that's a good idea. Only who the hell's going to get a hold of him? He won't come in for that. He's uh, very uptight about that, I understand. Yeah, he's a good guy. I, I saw him in the restroom the other day. He, like, had uh, some of that henna stuff he was doing on his hair. And I said, what are you doing, Boog? And he said, I'm dying over here. 
I mean, nobody really has orange hair, okay? Only in comic books. Comic book characters have purple hair, blue hair, and orange hair. Now, down here in South Florida, we do have much blue hair. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I think you do. But orange hair and purple hair, uh-uh. Only in comic books and Boogster. In fact, I heard somebody refer to him the other day as the old redhead, which, of course, was Red Barber. The old orange head, Boog Shabby on a Marlin broadcast. Oh! WQAM, hello. Rimmer is looking for brown eye. WQAM, hello. George, how's it going? Okay. Can I speak with Neil, please? No chance. WQAM, hello. Neil, the famous was great. Yeah. The, uh, with the seltzer bottles and the knishes right. on the table. And you actually ate there. Yes. Here's and, somebody and, left with, and left with a lot of heartburn. Uh-huh. But it was Oya good. Stuffed cabbage, the derma, all that crap. Yeah. The kishki? Kishki, all that stuff. Uh-huh, good. I'm glad you had a good meal. Okay, let one out. <laughs> okay, he feels better now. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Uh, hi, is this Neil? Speaking. Is this George? No, it's not George. If you want me, to, if you want me to tell you I'm George, I'm George. Okay, que pasa? Que hey, pasa? How you doing? Okay, que pasta. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I was just listening to the radio. Well, I'm doing screenless today. How can it be George? He's not answering the phone. He's sitting in there with his head in his hands, wondering, uh, contemplating his life. Oh no. Well, listen, man, I just want to tell you the Boston Bruins have taken the cup this year. Yeah, you, you want to tell me like like that like that's a uh, because you say it it makes it so exactly. The only cup they're going to have is the one on their uh, on their uh, privates, okay? Uh, Nowhere's like they do every year, sir. They got a nice team. They're not going anywhere. They'll never survive the first round. That's what everybody else tells me. Too. And and they're right. They got a nice team. I like that. And Pat Burns is great, but you'll never make it past the first round. Trust me, okay? I'm here to tell you. Don't bet the ranch. They're not going anywhere. He's here to tell me they're going to take the cup. Uh, call one of the sports shows and talk crap like that, okay? And by the way, since you're so draft intensive, how about suggesting the Dolphins might draft a couple of white guys, huh? Colorado, oh! just just for variety, all right? You're looking for glory holes. The other night I watched a wrestling match with big smooth men with sweaty cracks. They would try to grab each other's ass, wearing nothing more than a tiny G-strap. But when they rang the bell and the match was over, <laughs> I couldn't help but notice I had a big boner. Yeah. I want to be a wrestler. Okay. And have a man's crotch wrapped around my mouth. Yeah. I want to be a wrestler. 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 And fist pushing inside and out. Wreck him. Why is it? It seems a little gay. Stick my hand between another man's legs. All right. But when I pull my hands away, I get to smell my fingers. <laughs> you know that other than some time to train, you don't need to have much of a brain. As long as in the shower after you work out, you don't mind placing someone's balls in your mouth. I know that white cream can be messy and too smelly. What? That's why they like to rub that KY on their belly. I want to be a wrestler. Entertaining morons just like you. Are you? I want to be a wrestler. And maybe run for governor too. As long as it attracts a crowd. 
I don't mind going down. Oh, Robin Peepee's in a zither lock with some clumpy queer. 144 at 560 WKM. We're doing an office pool. We got a big plastic bucket. We thought, just say it and get the plastic bucket. And we'll take an office pool up on how much the booster actually weighs, okay? I'm guessing, what did I say, 290? I'm going That's for 300, Joe. 310. George is putting in for 300. Uh, Joe Costello says 310. We're putting five bucks a piece in a big plastic bucket. Just say it and uh, rhymes with bucket. And whoever's the closest wins the uh, pool, okay? The boob, the boob pool. Now, you do understand we got to wait till he comes back from uh, the road trip. Oh, you know, yeah, wait a minute. We never thought about that. We got to factor in. He's in New York with all those great restaurants. We got to factor in how. Now, when do the Marlins come back home? What day do we know? Have any idea? Joe will have to look that up with the sports nerds and find out when the Marlins come back home. All you guys out there that are going to enter the pool, keep that in mind. You might want to adjust and evaluate uh, your guess based on how much poundage you can add on while he's uh, in the big city. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. You know what I think? I think we should put him on the advantage bars. The disadvantage bars? Yeah. <laughs> they get down, down to about 160 in about three weeks. I, listen, I, I say 317, baby. Have you ever have you seen him? I seen I, I saw him once, but I think he's bigger now. How long ago was that? Uh, I think it was like seven, eight months ago. Oh, forget it. You're not you're not even in this year's. Uh, that was last year's pool, pal. Nice try. No, seriously, he, he's ballooned up. In fact, that's our next poll question. Who's who's ballooning up faster, Jeff the Florist or the Boogster? I mean, I'm not saying Defoe is anywhere near that weight, but if he keeps going at this pace, if Boog slows down just a little bit, Defoe might catch him because every morning you can you can see him expanding. It's like watching one of those uh, slow-mo freeze frames thing, you know, and you can see him getting a little bigger and bigger and bigger. Scary. It's the fat joint. Anybody out there ever seen a, a fat joint? Yes. A QAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. How are you? Okay. Um, over in Pembroke Pines for your Atkins uh, noshing. Yes. There's a place uh, called Delights. Oh, uh, they're all now, over the place. Listen, yeah. listen. They've got good, good, soft. It's very good. It's good and soft. I like it. Trust me when I tell you. You know, good another soft, good soft what? Chocolate, vanilla. All kinds of different flavors, stuff. They got everything. Of, of what? Of, like good yogurt stuff. and stuff. Yogurt but and it's, stuff? It's good. It, trust me, it's better than like having a steak to uh, eat in between meals. It's the, in that advantage stuff. I wouldn't wish that on any. It is the absolute. I, I spit it out. I, I yeah. went back and got my money I always back. spit it out, too. That's a good idea. With everything that's going around these days, good idea. When in doubt, spit it out. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Neil, you look like a fat toad. Okay, thank you. WQAM, hello. That's the highest compliment I've had this year. QAM. Hello? Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Listen, i got uh, two things for you. Yeah. If the Pope ever raised something for me to kiss, I'd say kiss me on the first, you fraud. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Big report. Yeah. I just saw a book. Yeah. Weak. Isn't that pathetic? Weak and weak, and it gets weaker and weaker. You can't complain about their material because they don't have any. Weak. WQAM, hello. <laughs> WQAM. 345 pounds. Okay, we'll lose some weight, Fatso. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, Dr. Neil. Speaking. 
still, Johnny O. Listen, I want to thank you about... Uh, Johnny, Johnny Ola? Johnny O.O. from Coral Springs. Listen, my kids home from school. I love to let them listen to your show. Just to show them all the idiots that call up that, you know, I want to show them there's a bunch of morons and grow up not to be like those morons calling in. Great. All right, buddy? Okay, Johnny. Oh! See ya. Say hi to, uh, what's his name, too? Fredo. Wasn't Fredo uh, tight with Johnny Ola? Never met him. Yeah, right. How about Superman? Do you ever meet him? WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I believe that the beep is coming from... Uh... Yeah, from Uranus. WQAM, hello. Yes, Neil? Yes, sir. Hi. There's, a, huh. there's no fags in the church. Yeah, and... 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 Oh, I know that's it. That's the point. And... WQAM, hello. You're all a bunch of machiganers. WQAM. Neil, my queen! QAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. There is no way a new stadium is going to make any difference for these Marlins. I don't know what they're thinking. What I mean, new stadium, I totally sir? Agree with what, you. what new stadium? I, like I, said, I, I won't rest until I make sure that not one penny of public funds goes to building a new stadium, no matter what the pudwhackers, the sports whackers around this joint, or the newspaper poor sports whackers think. It's a bunch of crap. I agree with you. I mean, they may have a... There is absolutely, positively, no interest whatsoever, okay? And you know something? I hate to break the news to the Mike Mayos and all these other dickheads that we got in this town, but the fact is that somehow we survived here long before we had a baseball team, you know? Somehow we got along. Absolutely. You know what will happen the first few days everyone will come check the stadium out, then we got to that, it'll be dead again. Just like Montreal, where they had seven frogs in there last night, and two of them were buffos. Take care, Neil. Okay, back at you. Stadium, my fat ass, okay?